They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises, I live, I learn I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper Homie, I grew up in hell, a block away from heaven That corner ain't 15 minutes, it move a seven Pure snow, bag it, then watch it go Occupational options, get some blow or some hoes Shoot the ball or the strap, learn to rap or the jack Fuck it, man, in the meantime, go ahead and pump a pack This my Regal Royal flow, my James Bond bounce That 007, that 62 on my count I'm an undercover liar, I lie under the covers Look a bitch in the eyes and tell her, baby, I love it You're my inspiration, you're my motivation You're the reason that I'm moving with no hesitation this yeah. is a big, rich town Yeah, I just come from the poet's part Bright like city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down Another fresh one. We gotta make it, man. Another Big fresh sound, one. Not the remix, man. Back from a, a a nice. This was a hove. This was a hove chinclate summer recess we just gave y'all since Juneteenth. Man, since Juneteenth, we touched the culture too crazy. Damn, since we, Juneteenth, we used, though, we, we used the boy from Google. What's his name? He gave us the Juneteenth Google. Oh yeah, and he got team. hired by Google he after we used hired. that as our artwork. I right. just want to—I'm not saying that one had any cause and effect in the other, but that's the transcript. The late bloomers is back. We never left. We miss y'all though. OGEs is here. OGEs, uh, aka Beethoven, aka the Bon Appetit Boy, aka Back Pay Ease. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Why you the king? <laughs> Write your own media, write your own music. We live from the Bon Appetit Studios. Live. Shout out to Uptown Tone. Shout out to Uptown Tone. Um, Straight into it. Uh, keeping it Philly. We're going to keep it Philly. I like your setup, though. I like, I like, <laughs> tell them, like, tell them how you, is that an Acer? Is that an Asus? No, yeah, this is an iPad Pro. He's over here. He, he back this season. He ready. <laughs> Hey, shout out. So first things first, though. Happy one year anniversary. This dog. is the prequel to the one year anniversary show. No, this is this, this is the one, is year, the one year anniversary. But we have a twenty fifth episode Man, of listen, celebration we, coming. We ain't been on since Juneteenth, so like the next three episodes, we might be celebrating. We gonna get wrapping package for y'all. We yeah. might be celebrating the one year anniversary. Yeah, we can do that. I can see you know that. What I'm saying? We, yes, the sir. late bloomers started on 8-28-2018. You know I'm shooting saying? the gun, but what's today's date? The day is the 25th. But so we're gonna do we gonna bunch gonna up drop, some recordings for y'all on the anniversary, probably. You know exactly. What I'm saying? Happy <laughs> anniversary to all the bloomers, all the bloomies. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying if you if you listen and you like, you know what I mean, support, uh, share it. Um, enough about uh, the history, because you know we want to get into. Oh, shuts up, man. Oh. What we, so, what we sipping to? on again? The Chalfante VSOP Grande Fine Cognac. The This VSOP Cognac is carefully distilled, aged, blended in limited quantity in the heart 
of the Cognac region. This is a product of France. It is from the De La Maison A Chalfante Cognac. Let's get it. Say less. Oh, you finished yours? No, I'm pouring up. So, and we drinking it neat too. In fact, so, first things first, we in Philly with it, uh, it's so much. I really just want to go straight into eating with E. I so want you to. I was about to say to that. Start with on block. We can start on with eating with ease. We're going to start with dinner and blanc. You okay. know what I'm saying? Uh, dinner and blanc. PHL. That's what I went to. It was actually at Bowhouse Road this year. So nice. we, it was the experience is you got to eat dinner in all white with a bunch of people on Kelly Drive. Nice. Like, when are you going to have a chance to eat on Kelly Drive? A, a like bunch not, of Philadelphians. Right, a bunch of Philadelphians. In the era of Donald Trump. Shout out to Chris Lance Chris. Lance Chris. I, uh, I seen him. Uh, he, he commented on my post, said he was out there. I seen his uh, story, but I didn't see him in the flesh. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I seen mad people. Like you said, this year, I do want to talk about Dinner and Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is my second time going. And mm-hmm. last year, you know, because I used to look at the pictures and stuff For sure. every year. For sure. And I feel like each year, you know, the the black po- population, you know, was growing. Of course. And I think this year it probably was the most black people at Dinner and Blanc. And unfortunately, it might be a lot of people last Dinner and Blanc because uh, unfortunately the weather didn't uh, agree. It didn't with, hold up. It didn't hold up for people. You managed to put a plate together. And I mean, the, the, the plates the... got put together, but the party part, because okay. that's what you want to do is really party. Like, yeah. the plate, the eating the dinner is... Yo, shout out to E for always being for the culture and about this lifestyle. I mean, since a pop. I mean, but shout out to the people who I was with. Shout out to Lanisa Hyro and uh, Clarissa. Nice. That's, who I, that's who I pulled up to it with. Nice. Also, shout out to uh, Linwood, Kern, uh, Zaire, and... Uh, and, and John Kirby, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I gotta shout them out too. It Let's was, go. I mean, there's some. It was a bunch of. Uh, there's a bunch of good people out there, you know what I'm saying? For so. those of you um, across the globe and nationwide, like fill them in on dinner on Blanc. Like dinner and Blanc is something that started in like I think either '88 or '98 in yeah. Paris, yeah. and um, it it made its way stateside. And obviously, you know, it's just a, it's like an it's a fake. I saw somebody that wrote an article on it from maybe like crossingbroad.com or something like that. Shameless yeah. plug. I don't, I don't I don't have no affiliation to them, but right. they, he wrote it. He just wrote it was the dumbest shit ever. Like dinner and blanc is dumb, and I definitely felt like dinner and blanc is dumb. I do. I still think it is dumb. I definitely am team finesse, and I feel like if you pull up to dinner and blanc in all white with tables and chairs, right? Nobody is gonna like enforce like. Nobody's gonna be like, no, you not, you got a ticket, right? Like, you know, what I'm saying you, yeah, you told me that you told me it was an <laughs> angle for you to pull up. I wish, cause wifey was, she was so, oh, we didn't get it this year. I right. like the feel of that. <laughs> oh, it's like the thing everybody's right. trying to get into, right? You could it, even right. if you that's, hit the wait list, there's it. hope. That's a part of it that's too. Love. Like my sister said, she was on the wait list and she didn't yeah. get in. It's like you can only get in the next year if somebody. Who already was in invite you, yeah. shit like that, and it's yeah. like. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you really wanted to go, if you really just wanted to catch you the could, party, you could, you, could just, you could bogart that joint. Like, who? What the fuck are we talking about? Like, what I, was on the plate? What was on the plate? The plate we had sardis. I had sardis. Uh, you know that we. I'm not about to. I think we tried to cook a meal last year, but it's like niggas work. Like you work and you got to. Oh, you be bring somewhere. your plate. You, 
Nigga, yeah, it's, this is BYOE. It's bring your own everything. The only mm-hmm. thing we bring you is a location. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We giving you Boathouse Row. You gotta bring. That's what I'm saying. This is me. You hear me? I'm getting educated. Right, right. You... Although I know I got my guys who pull up on this. Right. I have not pulled up. You bring on your own everything, so you supposed okay. to. It's a. It's like a whole like checklist of shit that you supposed to have, and you know, when you go the first time, you 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 try to get bring all of that shit. I definitely never brought. It's one thing on the checklist that everybody, it seemed like them, a lot of people had clear ponchos. I didn't have okay. a clear poncho. Okay. So it you was didn't get the, You didn't get the email that I never, said. I never, thought of, I never thought it would rain on that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Weather. And right, it's right. like, but once it rained, it's over anyway. It's right. just, the only thing that do is save you. But it wasn't like a bad rain, though. Right. It was a refreshing rain. It was like 90. Summer rain. It was a super summer rain. If the DJ had to play summer rain, people probably would have danced to that shit before they bounced. But you got to think was about DJ? it. I don't know who the DJ was. Yo, like, next year, we we shout out the DJ Marball. Let's fucking go. We need mm-hmm. you dinner and on block. We all in there. Where is the LFG merch? Like, I'm trying to cop. Like, but, um. It's coming. <laughs> summer rain. Sweet rain. Yo. So look, I got some. I had. Oh, I, I wanted to transition from that. So dinner and blunt got rained out a little bit, and it was cool that everybody in Philly was on white. But I feel like either the next night, I think Jeezy had a concert in yes. Atlanta, and everybody was in all white. That's a that's, way that's better a all white event than dinner and blunt. No, no, but no, it's a Jeezy concert in all white, yeah. and everybody in all white. Jeezy yep. throwing a white party. It's critical. That is crazy. TM one oh four on the way. No, it's not on the way. It's here. It's here. TM one oh four is here. Port of Miami two is here. Give me have you listened to Port of Miami two? Of course. Oh, shout out listen, Port of Miami two for me, just very quickly, very briefly, because we're gonna dive back into it. It is without hove on it. It's it's just Ross in his same presets. This joint is nice though. It's a nice project. I feel you so feel spoiled like by I'm spoiled by the Rick Ross whole hookup that I I feel like you that's, feel like it's not Port of Miami because Ross wasn't on it. No, because whole no. Ross, I feel like it's just not. A, I don't feel like it's not a Port of Miami. It's a stamp Port of Miami. I don't feel like it's not it's definitely Port the of level Miami. the classic level that I wanted to be at. Because that's a, I feel like Hove is a part of that brand. Like Hove, like you said, the finesse of nah, Hove. That's what Meek feels that boy. Meek feels no, that don't. boy. Yes, Nobody can feel. No, we don't. No, we don't. Not to, not where I'm talking to you. This is where I'm, the luxury rap that Ross presented that allowed right. Ross to peak. I don't think Port of Miami was luxurious like that, was it? Mate, man, whatever it Jones, was more the Jones, like, the Jones, it was more, I know, but it was, the, it was, it was, some, it was, it was more Carol City authentic, right. but a part of that is Coke Boy Hove. This is what I'm giving you. Like, okay. That's what I'm saying for me. And in the game, Ross being the fan of the game that he is, and I just feel like, you know, Ross know, he know, he know Hove, he know how, when they, he know when they link up what it's like, it's a Zuvi. You feel me? Like. So I'm spo- I'm not I'm not dissing the project because I love the project, but I'm saying I'm so spoiled by that 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 was a slight letdown that Hove wasn't on there. With that said, the speculation behind the Pusha T, Lil Wayne track is critical for me as well. Like the fact that he tried to get them on wax, I appreciate that. The fact that he was successful in doing that, not necessarily getting the full track out, but 
The fact that that's the like, way Like, what do you thinking. think stopped the full track from going out? Do you well, think... you know, these people have management. These just people... just back down and It might end. be more beneficial. They might not want Ross to be the pe- person that put the truce in between there. They might want to drag the beef out a little bit longer. Pusha had a... a uh, Pusha had a breakthrough album at this point in his career. He might be ready to put another album together and keep this. He might... You know what I'm saying? Like... It might not. He they might not be ready to throw a truce, a treaty up. You feel me? That's the only thing I can say. But they both. I heard that they both gave their verses. You know what I'm saying? Right, but they didn't know that they was going. Well, yeah, and that's why I said Ross is being creative. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Because he, like he said, Pusha is a part of that picture too. Like Styles P is a part of that. Like Ross. The people who Ross rapped with on the songs that you like that, that he's really spitting is very few. So the Ross features are really like gifts. Like when he give you a joint with Styles P, when he give you a joint with Hove, when he give you a joint like with certain people and it's an instant banga, as we used to say. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and I'm just if I if he had that on there, I'm five Mike in Portamine, but it's still strong. It's four and a half, four mics. It's yeah, it's solid. It's, it's solid. typical Ross for me yeah, though. Like it's it just, Ross. it just, uh, it came. Up. I'm not ready to give my full review of that because we ain't eating with ease right now. So yeah. We gonna oh, come so back let me give it. you this though. I on it. It was a um, and Philly Mag was dropping exclusive eating with ease shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, I gotta throw this to you because I gotta see if you had this. It's it's a super fancy cake sickle. It's from Flow State Philly. It's encased in chocolate. Where's Flow State Philly? I've never it's, been there, so no. Flow State Philly is is local. It's a coffee bar. It's a co-working space in a coffee shop. Where? It's on twenty four, thirteen Frankfurt Avenue. Whoa! So that must be in like. 15, it's woman queer owned and minority. It's woman queer and minority owned. So it's it's hitting. It's touching a lot of energy. Mm. Matter of fact, I'm gonna follow him right now. Flow State Coffee Bar. We shouting you out. Flow State Coffee Bar. Yeah, Flow State Coffee Bar. And they State got a crazy. Bar. Cake sickle, you saying? They got a crazy cake sickle. It's um encased in chocolate. I'm going to just put it out there right now before you finish this. I never had a cake sickle, and I don't know if I will, like, of any, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I do, I'm definitely, you know what I'm saying, knife and fork in it. That's all. I'm, that, and we can continue. <laughs> <You know. laughs> it's encased in chocolate. The pop is made out of, it's made up out of almond cake, house-made apricot, apricot jam, and uh, it's an Earl Grey tea gelato. And it's topped off with a dot of a gold leaf. So if you have a chance, I need a preview on this. You know what Flow I'm State. What's it called again? Flow State Coffee Bar. Flow, Flow State Flo- Coffee Bar. Yeah. We shouting you out. We got to we gotta do a little due diligence yeah. to check in. That's your E.O.E.'s hot take. That's, That's major. In it. What else you got? That's one of them. Okay. So let me get them they at. That's at Flow State Philly. On the ground, so okay. you know what I mean. Going, you know, okay. We putting that late bloomer stamp on it early, as we typically do. Say less. All um, right, so you know, well, speaking of early, we ain't been on in a long time, and Burger King uh, dove into today uh, menu bag. A lot of different things was dropped from Wendy. I mean, from Burger King. Let's go. And the first thing they dropped was a taco. Whoa, I feel like they've been had tacos out out of bounds. Oh, okay. Well, well they ahead. dropped them nationally then. Yeah, that's you know what, what it is. So that I had the taco is trash. It's trash. Super trash. Stay out here, stay in your lane. Super trash. Stay in your lane. It's. I think they have. Remember what they? I think they have a buffer of tacos, and you can't buffer tacos. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't know what a buffer is, we we, we heavy fast food boys. We yeah. former employees, so we remember the former part owners. Uh, 
Minority stake. We got Hove S ownership. <laughs> we have a Hove S work equity, sweat equity. <laughs> in, a, in a fast food regime that was tremendous. Like That's like, funny as shit. But a buffer really is weird. when you, um, like, if a sandwich is popping at a store, you make a buffer. So that yes. means you just keep three of them or two of them in the heating tray. Yeah. That's what a buffer is. So, like, I think that they buffer at Burger King, or at least the one that I went to, they had a buffer at the taco because it was dry. It was felt like it was under the heat and mat for way too long and right. shit. Like, and um, also, Burger King, uh, they finally, you, you mentioned this, you know, this is our one year. So, throughout the year, we've been talking food shit, fast food yeah. shit the whole time. I'm going to so need you, you gave, to pull these clips for me, us, too. You gave us the Impossible Whopper was coming to uh, Burger King. I gave you that. Yeah, you gave us that, and um, it, it dropped, and I and uh, the Burger King app had a special, a Whoa. taste test special. You Whoa. can get the Impossible Whopper, and, and a I don't Whopper. have the Burger King app, and, and I lost out on this, I'm and sorry. a regular Whopper for seven bills. So okay, I, that's not a deal. I'm interested. It is a deal because you know how much the Impossible Whopper is. It's five, seven bills <laughs> for the intersect on seven. It's Whoa. like it's at least six dollars, so it's like, yeah, you said it's not a deal, but it's a it's crazy a deal because the impossible deal. whopper is expensive as shit. But um, I think they put mayonnaise on it, so it's yeah. not like it's super. It's, it's just not, a it's it's a it's it's just not a beef patty. It's you can it's eat still, two or three of these a week and not feel guilty, but it's still mayo on here. Right? It's not it's not you gotta vegan. Ask it's for not light, vegan. light mayo. It's not vegan. It's not vegan. It's vegetarian though. It's, it's true. I had it the other night, East. Yeah. It tastes like what the Whopper should be. It do taste like what a Whopper. I mean, like I didn't burger. have the freshest Impossible Patty, oh, and that's and that's and that's what happened. I had the I went to the Columbus Boulevard in the city one, and that's my mistake. Uh, but I enjoy. I mean, I enjoyed. I enjoyed what it was. You know what I'm saying? It definitely gave me a, a beef. You yes. know, what I mean, they 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 real close to beef. Whatever they whatever they do. How close is it to the? You had the Questlove Supreme. How close is it to that? Is what is is the Questlove Supreme achieving that cheesesteak grade of giving you that beef feel, fulfilling your cheesesteak needs? I think like, it was supposed to be chicken cheesesteak though, so that's oh, okay. the difference. Are you sure? Okay. Yes, I mean I am right, sure. So, but all right, so that throws it off right. a little bit. But but the Burger King Impossible Burger hits the nail on the head for mm-hmm. sure. Like I devoured that joint. But did t- you do a taste test though? Because I did a taste test. Yeah, I, I told you I got the seven dollar holla, so I had I ate the impossible joint and then the I and then I just punished the regular joint. And, how and did it you was feel? like and it was like nah, it, like it you said, it wasn't a tie, it was like the, the Impossible the, Burger was the right feel. The Impossible Burger was the light feel. The light feel. That's what I want. The light feel. It, but, I'm about but, to grab hub us right now. <laughs> I'm about to door dash us impossible burgers. But um also the uh it's crazy that uh people are saying that Popeyes was underground and now they mainstream because of this chicken sandwich. That's but it's like what Popeyes is checkers. Popeyes is checkers of the chicken game. It is checkers of the chicken it's game. KFC nationally for people. But ch- KFC and is Chick Fil A for people. But Chick Fil A's are remote. They're not in every spot. KFCs are still in. KFC is only in play because of Taco Bell. Like they nah. get. Well, I, I feel you. Know the teams for sure. Yes. They be teaming up. Like they tag teaming. I don't know who do more numbers though. And if you got it like that, you know what I mean. Obviously KFC. I don't know anybody do, who cops KFC still. So right. And I just stopped. I told y'all before, 
this year I fell back over Taco Bell so hard because like the quality control we started getting more in the quality control focus on eating with ease and like come on man I with Chipotle out here like I need a middle ground Taco Bell yo ta- can, it need to be like a mid level Taco Bell somebody need to come through and crush the fast food taco game and with a drive through like if Chipotle can just revamp that. To drive through game, take the a la carte away. Like take the, just give me the drop. Just give me the bowls. Give me two rows. Give me one row up front, one row just for drive through with three people working it. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> but you could a la carte. Uh, you can't a la carte a little burrito. You I'm the boy. If, if you get my order in the drive through, I get everything from every state. Anything they ask you, do you want on a burrito? I'm yes. You want sour cream? Yes. Do you want pico? Yes. Guac? Yes. Cheese? Yo, yes. Everything. That's, that's the eating with ease hot take from this uh, episode is that there needs to be some type of middle ground. Like Taco Bell cannot corner the fast food taco. Like that's why Burger King probably came out with the taco. They was like, yo, they are... They're not even giving Burger King's you like, good. Because you can't get a 90. You could get the Burger King tacos is a dollar a piece, I believe. Right. And you can't get a dollar taco. at Like the, on a dollar menu. Taco Bell dollar menu is not existing. There's no tacos I need a Supreme at it's the It's not minimum. non-existent. Exactly. It's, they don't have tacos on a dollar menu. My point. That's exactly. what I'm saying. Right. Said, we're talking tacos. They got a Taco Bell. You, <laughs> we're talking tacos at Taco Bell. We are. Not a game. Not, not a game. Not a game. <laughs> But yeah, like not the game that we love. <laughs> the Popeyes being mainstream now is crazy to me because it's like Popeyes was always on in the black community. Like, always, but the black community once again, for better or for worse, making shit hot. We you know making it hotter. Like yeah. white people, white people weren't rocking white with people, Popeyes. Yes, but no, I I don't know if it's to scale. But they're definitely trying the sandwich. The sandwich they said they did. Black like, Twitter got the chicken sandwich popping. Black Twitter and Black Instagram got it popping on the. Ground. Why? Why can't Popeyes get any credit for getting the chicken sandwich popping? They can. They can for fulfilling the lane. Definitely, for sure. But I mean, I feel you though. The, they you saying that the, they saying that uh, the tweets and all of that about the chicken sandwich is free promo. It that's, is free promo. Right. That's what I'm saying. So we giving them some free promo too, and you already know how I play. I went to Popeyes. I went. To, unfortunately, I went to Popeyes inbounds again. Aramingo, but I think you kind of got Aramingo is a unique situation. It wasn't. It wasn't. They give you fresh shit sometimes. I feel you, Most and let times. me just tell you, I this I this is probably my third time at that Popeyes in like the past. You know, as far as I can remember. Oh, links for the pregnant pause. Posted outside. Posted outside of Popeyes in the Maybach, nigga, Ross. Ross. That's off the new joint? That's back in the day. Oh, okay. That's 750 Ross, 745 Ross posted posted outside of Popeye's in the May. This is before Wingstop Ross. Ross made them hot. Nah, outside of Popeye's eating chicken and fries. Posted outside of Popeye's in the May back, nigga. You understand I'm back by popular demand. But anyway... You are now listening to the all time segment. Like, no, yeah. Listen, the, at the Popeyes I went to, I asked for the spicy and the original. I can't just grab one. I need both. Same way, doing the impossible taste test, possible mm-hmm. whopper taste test. I'm doing the, the Popeyes chicken sandwich taste test. I, I guess if I was really doing it right, I'd have slid the Chick Fil A too. But it's like you know how much how much of my body am I putting on the line for this fast food? 
So I yeah. grabbed the spicy and the original, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they both was delectable. And the 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 brioche, delectable. brioche, the brioche. Yes. Is that how you say it? Brioche yes. bun. That we shit is everything. We gonna take a break. We gonna take a. The fact that we don't have Impossible Burgers in the in the and the and the joints on, the on deck for the eating with ease. We we lacking in that regard. We're not lacking, but just we're not be, lacking because I had it. And I'm telling you, I we we it. do want to give you some crunch on this episode. We do want to bite into something on the uh, on, <laughs> on air. You want to hear the you want to hear niggas mouthful talking. Pause. The craziest thing is hearing the niggas who invented pause. You right, you right on the pause, dog. I you just got gotta it. throw that in there for what I'm thinking. I, I was, I was heavily in the food. I, I felt like I didn't clarify though, so you got. You me. did. It's not. I wasn't even trying to. It's just that I heard Dame Dash saying pause, and he's 50, and I'm like, damn, you were the one of the originators of pause. And I, the he, when niggas that age say pause, they look immature to me. They feel immature, just slightly in I mean, that moment. I mean, it's immature a million it's percent. It's funny, it's shit at all times, but right, it's distinctively <laughs> immature when the, these niggas who fifty say pause with more emphasis and more emphatically than people than millennials. You know what I'm saying? I guess I don't know. I can't. Have I can't you ever heard Dame Dash say pause? I'm gonna need you to put pause or Dame Dash pause soundbite right here too. I you. got you. Yeah. So like. Then you you'll crack up when you do it. <laughs> oh, before we, I want to deep dive and I want to bring it back to hip hop. Shout out to Bun B, who linked with. Ant- Are we done with Easy? No, we not. Shout oh, out to okay. Bun B, who linked up with Antone's 1962 to create his own version of a hot wang sandwich. The Bun B sandwich can be found at um, Antoine's restaurant, and Mr. Antoine is the a person from Houston who introduced the original po' boy. And 55, late, 55 years later, they still serving Houston's original po' boy. So shout out to Bun B for getting his fried chicken breast with buffalo sauce, crispy bacon, and blue cheese ranch dressing on the ciabatta bun. What kind of bacon? Is it bacon on there too? Yeah, yeah. It's not turkey bacon. Right. Oh, no. Of course not. It's I don't not. respect turkey bacon. We already discussed that, but let's keep it moving. Like, I, mean, shout out I, I don't want to slander turkey bacon today. Like it's not. You don't got I, don't, to. I don't have to do that on this EOE. So on our one year anniversary, it's not. It's not the time for me to 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 talk shit about. Uh, <laughs> you can do <laughs> what you bacon. want, nigga. No, man. Like it's we going just we just going to talk about Popeyes and how like first of all like that's what's up that that sandwich is rolling. But like everybody don't have to do a chicken sandwich. And speaking yeah, of uh, go ahead. The people, re- we going we were gonna bring up somebody as you brought up. No, no, no. We still eat we eat. Yeah, though. no, we are. We right. still talking chicken. We still talking chicken. I'm talking right, about cool. I'm talking about country cooking. Oh, saw it. So saw it gave out the chicken sandwich and uh, they they was calling it a dinosaur oh. breast. The, oh. the the chicken was it's too husky. It's like too I seen people husky. doing the taste test. They took a bite, a husky bite. Sweet. Didn't get to the bread. It's disgusting. Nigga was like, I ain't even get to the bread yet. Like yeah. what type of? That's what I she don't is. want. I don't want a piece of chicken that big on my. Shout out to Saw though, but definitely Saw the Shaw. Cause then you know what else she she took that and what she do? She flipped it she and gave you the it. fried salmon Ooh. sandwich. Healthy option. Fried sandwich sandwich. And then I'm glad that we back on today because you know uh I'm drinking with you. You drinking with we me? Definitely drinking. So salute. Salute 2019. I don't remember who won 2018 best cheesesteak in Philly. Cause did we talk about that on here we last did. year? We did the top who thirty won? too. Who, who we option. did a, oh they had a top yeah, but I don't remember who won. But best of Philly this year, guess who won that who? shit? I took my Shahada down to Sister Claire Mus like no, Sister Muhammad's won. Ooh! 
Yo, Sis, I used to be a nice tail cop. Sis Muhammad is one for their uh, fish sandwich. Not for the fish sandwich, for their uh, chicken cheese steak. Wow. Shout out to Sis Muhammad. Shout out to the Nice Town Corridor. Right. Shout out to my home base. That's my home base. I was the first person bringing they fish hoagie back to the block. That's Niggas what I was be like, like, like where'd you get that fish from? Hoagie fire, but, uh, yes. I never had a cheesesteak from there. It's like for them to win best of Philly in chicken or beef cheesesteak, that's crazy because I never had. Alhamdulillah, we ran through have a wall. I had a steak from there. I have. I just, I didn't, they used to be in the same spot. They and it was a smaller building. It yeah. was like a carryout, takeout joint. Right. Now it's opened up. It's a newer spot. Right. They in the same location, I know. same point. Um, I used to eat all their food, but I got so hooked on the fresh. They was the giving you fresh whiting. The fish, the fish hoagie is the shit. The it's crazy. Yeah, that joint is crazy. But it's like they won for the the spinach. I think it was like a spinach and a chicken cheesesteak or something like that. And I'm like, hmm. That's answer. That's crazy, but that's love. So shout out to Sis Muhammad for bringing that home from Philly Magazine. That's a that's a that's that's heavy on my eating with ease. Yo, like, and I never had it though, and I gotta get there. I was hoping shit, I could have got there before we definitely go toast. Sipping the Sis Muhammad. Since we left y'all too, we told y'all that Simon's had gotten noticed to you know do a couple things different by the city, so they was closed down for a minute. Since we've been off the air, they have returned. They are back. Oh, they, the they are is, booming. They booming. The food is slamming. I came there late a couple times. Um, I was fortunate enough to hit them on a late night. Even though they say they supposed to be 24 hours, I got there on a late night. It must have been slow. I wanted something to eat. I said, yo, y'all ain't got nothing that. He said, you know what? Yo, I got a salmon cheese stick that ain't nobody come and pick up in the last 20 minutes. They are supposed to get it 15 minutes ago. I said, you know what? He's, he said, give me a pound for it. <laughs> Yo, I the I get unbelievable love from Simons anyway. So my patronage of Simons, I'm just waiting for them to bring the mini bean pies back. Like the mini bean pies, the blend on the mini bean pies, a little Debbie is tight that she ain't get that recipe. Mm. Like that is a childhood. Help. That is that you want your kid to eat mini bean pies. Like they are the the 2020. Equivalent of what cinnamon pecan swirls was us for a young man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And real, we from the real honey bun era, where you getting the white icing was kind of questionable because the the clear transparent icing on the tasty cake Jones in their era was super official, right? So and it, it you was in the you was in the dilemma in the corner store grabbing. Shout honey out buns. to the Bon Appetit glazed honey buns. I've been trying to get a pack uh, of them for a while, and I haven't seen them. Them five hundred and eighty calories <laughs> of greatness. Of you got it, yo. So back to the chicken though. Um, spicy nuggets is back at Wendy's. Oh yes, yo, uh, that's Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is giving you mac and cheese on the menu. I, I had that too. I, I forgot it. it. I, I forgot I to talk about that. Hold on, let's talk, let's talk about that. I'm too high. You got me <laughs> amped on the EOEs now. You didn't rejuvenate. Surprise! You definitely so. took me by surprise with that because I forgot. I, it was so many menu items. I tried to. Uh, oh, and I got I another one. But yes. Oh, elaborate on this though. The Chick Fil A mac and Cheese. I had Wawa expectations. Yeah, it surpassed. It's a it did. It did for me too. If you, it surpassed it them, but not by a lot. But they it giving you the cheese melt consistency. It felt like it was baked. It, it did felt feel like, like it was, it was baked. baked. It felt like it was. You know what I mean? It was a. <laughs> 
a powder that was blended into something, but they yeah. actually baked that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the 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 Chick Fil A mac and cheese is okay. It's definitely not uh, easy mac. It's a, it's it's definitely above easy mac. It's above the Wawa mac and cheese. I mean, as far as mac and cheeses go at a fast food spot, yeah. is it the goat? I would have to say yes. Yes, it's the goat for sure. And shout out for y'all to hitting that nuance of the lane. Yo, speaking of Chick-fil-A, guess who's a red level member? Oh, you got the red level? I'm at red level status. It comes with two passes to the College Hall of Fame. It comes from two no, passes. No, it doesn't. I swear. I promise you. Oh, okay. You get two tickets to the Chick-fil-A the college in, college? in Atlanta. You get two tickets to the Hall of Fame. The College Hall of Fame. Okay, right? yeah. And okay. you get, and you get uh, two you get two tickets to like the Chick-fil-A museum or some shit. I feel like you already been there anyway. I've been to the original Chick-fil-A. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know if I've been to their headquarters. So, you mentioned the spicy nuggets at Wendy's. Yeah. What's your thoughts on them? I have How, no... I'm waiting for Chick-fil-A to give me spicy nuggets. Why hasn't Chick-fil-A... I mean, they gave you the tenders. I mean, that's, no, that's I all they the got to do. Why do you want nuggets? I don't even it's want Chick-fil-A nuggets, though. I don't want them either, but all I right. want the option. Nah, I want the tenders. That's all I need is the tenders. They are good. I get the tenders, chop them up into a salad. Exactly. Into my own salad. Yeah. Though, not there, okay. Yeah. That's swag, you... but the real swag is... The real swag of that... The highest level of that salad... Mm-hmm. Was when Wendy's was doing ninety nine cent everything when they had the mega ninety nine oh, yeah. cent menu. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the five piece on the dollar Caesar salad. Yo, the to f- make the chicken Caesar salad for two dollars, you can't you can't beat that. Especially if you got a Wendy's that's not putting bacon on every Caesar salad. But you know what I'm saying. Shout out to Bianca. She put me on that joint. That was that's a <laughs> that's a two thousand and two. Wendy's special, dog. Like, but anyway, <laughs> I went. I had the uh, the garlic the garlic toast sandwiches at uh, Checkers. Wow, how were they? The garlic bread toast, uh, sourdough toast sandwiches. The classic is crazy. Wow. The bar the barbecue is the they didn't put enough barbecue sauce on me for me to really care about it. It's a double too. It's a double patty. With barbecue sauce, onion strings, and cheese, and the uh, but the uh, classic is you know lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, cheese, double patties, right? On the garlic bread, though. oh garlic shit, bread. we really here. You have been trying to put me on Shake Shack for years. Oh, you finally went to Shake I Shack. I popped up. What do I do in true fashion of lefty weirdo bull? Get the chicken sandwich. Yes, sir. But the chicken sandwich is hitting. It is very much so. Did you get the spicy or just the original? I got the original. Oh, the spicy is even better. But I yeah, didn't even know. That I don't know. Was if, I don't know if they still have the spicy. They didn't but have that on the. The chicken movie. shack is the shit though. Like they good. Oh yeah, that's why I, I ain't even get the finish on my Popeyes joint and Aramingo. They didn't put pickles on my joint. Not that I wanted them, but, but it's that's like, a part of it, right? That is a part. I don't want you to take no. I don't want no pickles. Do you want me to I, intersect you further on this? Popeye I usually shit? order it because the Chick Fil A sandwiches. I usually order them as is, and I just take the pickles off if I don't want them. Do you know how ratchet while Philly always intersects everything? Because wow. yesterday, the manager of the Popeyes on Lehigh. Got booked for dipping the chicken patties, breading them in coke. What? 
Seriously? How outlandish is that? That's on niggas' feeds, guys. No, it's not. That's real? That's coming through. I'm going to tell you. That's like, not real. The link now. That's not real. But right. why would he do that? Like, he really trying to get people hooked? Dog, he was flowering it up. Right amount of flowers sipping it up. Coke spots running by the hour shipping it up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't, I'm not buying that one. That's funny, though. But it's not funny, though. But it's, it's, it's a little bit humorous. Um, that's wild. But that should that should wrap up our E on E's. You go. It doesn't wrap it up. It doesn't wrap it up. Hold on. What else? You gotta you gotta give us the. Cause I had to double patty belt from Shake Shack too, and it's it's amazing. Oh, okay. I got that. The with a regular classic burger that come with the two drinks. Oh, okay. The first burger was cooked well done. The one underneath was very pink, so I threw it back. I had the oven on. Okay. Can't take this money with you burning you shit. You gotta like tell them I'm I, I feel like Six Shack usually cook their shit through though. Like you yeah, know, that joint the bottom one was pink. I, threw but it I never the had oven. a double. I always get a single at Shake Shack. Like Shake Shack is just like to me, it's like elite level Wendy's. Yeah. Like they burger because it come on a potato roll. Yeah. It just remind me of elite level Wendy's. It's yeah. like if Wendy's had a good beef connect, a solid beef connect, right. and they didn't have the mass produce they shit. Right. Like Shake Shack, that shit is we good. We off Wendy's, y'all. We off Wendy's. Spicy Nuggets was never my twist. I don't know why mm-hmm. niggas wanted them back, but nobody is giving Wendy's the spicy nugget energy that that Popeyes is getting for their chicken sandwiches. I just want you to know that. But it was, it was. But when it wasn't there, when the spicy nuggets wasn't there, people had that energy for them. I don't know what the sales are. Yo, but I, don't, I know I got a lot of ratchet bloomies and bloomers out there. Yo, I know y'all know it's one week left of Crab Fest. Oh, it's Red, Red Lobster? Lobster? Yeah. I, was, I just seen the commercial. I was I was intrigued, but it, Crab Fest, like, nothing at Red Lobster moved me. Like, I would go to Red Lobster, like... The chicken skin, the chicken uh, pasta? The chi- that's no. It's tremendous. No. It's, I'm here for it. I hear you. The uh, the Walt shrimp. Everything is farm raised uh, at, at, uh, at Red Lobster, and it's just it's like so good, I huh? can tell. But I feel you because I just had some Trader Joe's salmon that was farm raised, and it was, was good, good as, shit, as shit. But it was like you ain't gonna keep eating that shit. Every time. <laughs> no, and it's like that I'm shit. not going to pay a premium for no. some farm raised shrimp. Unless endless shrimp, you might get me in there. Let farm raise me down Yo. for about sixty of these. <laughs> <laughs> On a more serious note, dog, like give me sixty of these farm raised shrimp. We're done. <laughs> for thirty, fuck it, whatever, we whatever the price. But where are we going? With you this? said you had one more thing for Ian with ease because I'm about it to was, transition. Oh, because it didn't matter. It was like I was just trying to see. Cause oh, you didn't verify if the uh, if that coke. If them cook, oh, I'm waiting on that. We can put, we can we bring. But that's back. cool that's though. That's the end of eating with ease. We gave you a nice little piece. We the Applebee's is the thing I was going to bring up because Applebee's because I got they've no been giving you dollar drinks of the month, right? But so they, they be like four or five mama. ounces. So it's a dollar. Just get five of them. No, you'll never get fried off of them. I said you get five drink. of them. You'll never get fried off of them. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Well, I don't need all down. them calories. Womp, womp, womp. I don't need to. Oh, it was a hoax. Oh, okay, right. It was a hoax. It okay. was an internet hoax. Yeah. Shout out so to So we clear that up. Eating with ease yeah. is coming to it, and we're going we going uh we're going to take take this uh take yak this. back yeah. and then we're going to transition to uh more. throw that yak back. Shout out to all my niggas who be sporting snapbacks trying to rep for the city. Fresh fade toothpick swag like P Diddy. 
Hey. Speaking of. Speaking of P. Diddy. He got Lori Harvey on that his hit list. That was number list. one on my docket. It's here, East. That was number one thing well, on my speak docket. On I, it. I didn't want to start with that, but. Speak on it. But look at my docket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no gas. No gas. It's there. Number one was Diddy and Lori, dog. How you feel about that? I have a lot of feelings on this. Like it's uh I got a picture of him having dinner with Steve Harvey and her mom and her together. Yes. Wow. And him he? kissing her on the neck. The angle for me is that his son Justin used to talk to Lori. Yes. Money talks, nigga, like. She clearly loves Diddy. <sighs> is she I mean and she loves her dad too. At the end of the day. Steve Harvey don't give a fuck. This is not Steve Harvey's kid at number one. Number two. It's not his kid? No. Her name's Lori Harvey. Right, dude. She took the last name? Yeah. That's a lot of paper. Let's make some noise for Steve Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of paper. And she said, you know what? You is my step pop. Right. Wow. That's what I'm saying. This is... This is... This is... we smoke this. I think this My, is the this elephant. This is like this is like this is like kind of Kardashian-ish. Like it's like yeah, you know it's a uh, this is I, is it like because people want to be like damn Diddy a uh, predator for fucking with her is he the predator? <laughs> you know what I mean? We talking about Lori Harvey? She not Steve Harvey's daughter? A little bit yeah, but like who is the predator in this situation? Is Lori if Lori Harvey get pregnant? Who is the predator? Lori Harvey. You know what I'm saying? But if she don't get a baby out of it, then... She's going to get a baby out of it. I don't know. But anyway, that's what it really boiled down to. Like, I, I mean, like, I, that that's I what... Because it's like, what is she? Uh, she, like, 20 years younger than Diddy? And it's like, it's crazy how we have evolved as people because, um, I mean, Hugh Hefner did this shit for fucking, for fucking 30, 40 Here years. And nobody batted an eye at... Elvis Hugh Hefner stayed with a a John that was thirty years younger than him. He stayed with multiple. What with else multiple, was he doing Nobody doing? really was like, "Damn, this nigga is nasty." I never heard nobody say Hugh Hefner is nasty because he's a classy nigga, and you know it was everything so, you know was tasteful. I'm not gonna just. Public eye, I'm just not tasteful. gonna sit here and say that Diddy is nasty. For I'm that, not saying like, that either. You know what I'm saying, but. Diddy's the man. Meek had Lori on the sit list. Meek is more popping than Diddy, proverbially, for as a young man. It's it what makes it nasty is that his. Uh, but this is this is what makes it nasty is that his uh, son dated her before. I mean, if he tagged or didn't tag, that's neither here nor there. Man, his son a player too. Right, and that's what. But this is what this is. And he asked his son if it was cool. The funniest thing about this for me was you don't think did he ask his son if it was cool? I think he asked his son. If he it probably was cool. did, but this he is did. the funniest thing for me about yeah, it gee. is that is that Diddy was trying to sue the producers of Empire, saying that that shit was about him. And in the first season of Empire, you know, Lucius Lyon fucked Hakeem bitch. Mm. Excuse mm. my language. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But ha- Hakeem, uh, he, he took down and, uh, yeah. and Diddy said the Empire was about him. Mm. So you saying you Lucius Lyon, Lucius Lyon killed his best friend. Mm. <laughs> like, that's, some nigga, weird, that's some weird it's shit. Some get money, like, it's some get money. So it's like you saying this about him. You saying you killed Biggie? Are you insinuating that? And now you imitating the show. It's not art imitating life. It's life imitating the art. 
And it's just weird. It's just a lot of now you making more parallels. Are you trying to build your case? Like are you trying to build well, a strong? Y'all case pay attention or? to the game because now YO, we in class, man. I'm gonna give y'all some gems now. Because you're getting the first case of a Harlem nigga with a Brooklyn nigga with Diddy and Biggie. You're getting so we were too we weren't young, but you don't you we didn't have the internet for you to see. If you check certain interviews now, Diddy when Big used to be talking about Junior Mafia, Diddy was not with that shit. You feel what I'm saying? Visually. He would be tapping. He wouldn't comment. You feel me? That's a separate deal. Biggie had from uh, from Lance on Rivera. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that was a lucrative deal for Biggie with the Junior Mafia. Like, little Kim emerged from that. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So, like, that was... Like, that's what... You're getting the infancy of the Dame Dash Hove shit Mm. You getting your first glance of what that is, and while people you always call it a whole finesse, it's really a survival tactic. Mm. You feel me? Because in the height of his game, Dame Dash could get Hove whack. He can't now because Hove has saturated the same friends as Dame Dash, and now some niggas who had allegiances to Dame Dash for twenty years now find themselves having twenty Better or thirty years allegiances Hove, with Hove right. just because of the happenstance and circumstance of their life. Right. But Puff dealing with Big is a new phenomenon. You feel what I'm saying? The only people who lasted from that shit was Shug and you see the opposite side of that. Puff and Shug had legitimate beef. Big was doing what he was doing in the game, being his own executive. Big Puff was so real with Big Puff wanted Big to manage him. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Biggie was so savvy as a hustler and as a businessman in the way he saw shit. In his musical ear, Puff really believed it was the future. I give Puff a lot of credit for you know being that type of guy with a, with that nigga for 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 what we know. Um. I guess this is the perfect time to segue into this NFL talk. Dame Dash talk somehow inserted himself into this NFL talk with uh, um, with Hove. So we closing out on. We Lori. not closing out. We just. We, talking. I'm saying on Lori and uh, Diddy. I mean, like, if you got some more shit, I don't have nothing else to say. But I mean, what's so this? Thing? What's your it. what's your stance though? Like, you got it. I don't have I like to make. You know I like talking. to make you. I like to make you. You try to box me in. No, I like, I like to give a conclusion of the Lori and Diddy situation. What is the? But conclusion? I want to win the fight on points. I don't want to give a, a a quick. I don't want to knock. I don't. My thing with I don't know. I think that, like I told you, I think he's he asked his son if it was cool. His son, don't give a fuck. You're not gonna give a fuck about his pop with his joint if his pop really is asking him about his joint and wanna fuck with him. I think Diddy didn't just go and I don't think Diddy would just go and fuck with one of his. He don't give a fuck about that, but he wouldn't go fuck with one of his sons. It's you know it's a, it's a pretty drawling situation for Diddy. So from you the can outside get, looking you can, in, from the outside looking in, you can get a young joint, but you can't get. Her, you well, can she get tight. Did he be he in the club? Like, you see her. Lori Harvey is in too many people. Like you know, what I'm saying she was in your son's circle, so it's like that's why you got to get another young John. You can get a young John. I'm not knocking Diddy for getting a young John, but he can't get Lori Harvey. Eyes, you, your, my son is in my circle. I created. This I understand way. all of that. Anything, whatever you say, but. Just, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying, like, I just think he should get it. You can have a young John Diddy, but you can't have that young John. Like, I, that's all out. That's all. And I'm not saying, you know what I mean? Who's, who am I to tell him what he can and can't have? You know what I mean? But in my opinion, if I was Diddy, I wouldn't be in the Lori Harvey lane. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, 
But that's just me though. Like that's uh But that's what I'm saying. That's not me. So just judging the move. But that's what I'm saying. He I would like his. to see. I see Steve Harvey seems to be okay with it. Her mom's I mean, okay course, with it. Of course, her mom is okay with it. There, Diddy is worth more than them. So, like, if she can bring home more net worth to the family, to yeah. the Harvey, congratulations, baby. You know what I'm saying? If she if she can bring more bread to the Harvey family, then that's what it is. But yo, shout out to uh, shout out to Saint Saint John. Shout out to Biz Burke. St. John new album drop. I ain't listen to Ghetto it. Ghetto Lenny no. love I stories. I just down. Ghetto Lenny love songs. You me. listen to it? I heard a couple cuts off. I've been following him for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been following him for a while. Is and he like, like, like R&B artist? What type of artist? He's is he? a pop. He's 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 all of the above. He he's a fusion artist. He fuses R and B with trap. With you know what I'm saying? Okay. He's tight. He's a rock. He's rock star esque for sure. Okay, um, so we was going from that. I wanted to. He gonna be. He's out here though. He's one of them organic. He's gonna be like an organic type of rock star. He's out here. Like, I wanted to talk about because Labor Day weekend is gonna be the weekend uh, after this drop. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about Made in America because we about to talk about Jay Z and Jay Z still has hands on. According to you, he has a finesse on it. Oh, it's definitely a fin- but Let's talk about Made in America, though. First yeah. of all, let's talk about the lineup, the headliners. Yeah. You know who the headliners are? Uh, Cardi B, Travis Scott. Correct. Yeah. So, those are the headliners for Made in America. And typically, Made in America didn't have that type of headline. It did. It did. It, no, it didn't. It did. No, it didn't. Nigga, Hope and Beyonce did. If Rihanna did, uh, they did it at one point in time. They used to have them joints. It sure. used to be like Beyonce and the nigga, chain smokers. And or like Coldplay. Niggas who were big. Coldplay, right. That's what I'm saying. They used to be a. a yo, a, Travis Scott is huge now, though. Cardi B is huge now. They're at that but level. But they're hip hop, though. Like, this is this hip-hop. a hip hop festival now, or is it a Made in America festival? Bro. That's, that's all I'm asking. I'm not. If you pay it, attention to the I'm charts, looking at the, but I'm looking, I understand like, the charts. Hove likes to make statements, and these two artists dominated the charts. Travis Scott just did his thing with Astro World. You're right. I'm not knocking that. So You're right. This is the as moment. far as the charts go right now, it is, is hip hop dominant. Hove so it's is like capitalizing. So now, Made in America is you know what I mean is damn near. I'm, that's it's cool. coming back. It's gonna be so, better than it was last year. So sure. after Travis Scott and Cardi B, you got Juice World, James yeah. Blake, Lizzo, heavy, Cascade, heavy. Lil Uzi Vert, Anderson heavy. Pack, Uzi Vert is heavy, Anderson Pack is heavy, Georgia Smith. I don't know who Bazzi is. Kaytrinada, Kaytrinada is tough. Blueface, Blueface Dominic Fight, Charts, Duce Palooza, Charts. Then uh, on a super small joint, they got a. Uh, I don't know a lot of these people, but they got a uh, SG Lewis. I fuck with him. Freddie Gibbs, Tierra Wack, Roddy Rich. Roddy. Lil Tecca, I never heard of Kenzo. Roddy, Lil Tecca. Jason Banks. Cowboy, I'm familiar with Cowboy. He like one of the last names on there. He had one of the hottest songs, Meg Thee Stallion on there, too. Meg Thee Stallion. The Baby on there. Made in Tokyo. They got Meg Thee Stallion and The Baby. And they got Buddy on one. Buddy Tough. Buddy Tough. Shout out to Nipposum. Boom. I would definitely have Meg Thee Stallion over Blueface. Like, Meg Thee Stallion should have, like, you know what I mean? I mean, I understand how people be mad where they name be on the. Yo, uh, between Roddy Rich and Buddy, I'm there. You feel me? Because I want to see how I'm here. That's what I was doing. Right. Um, and then you know my other joints with Roddy. You already yeah, know. I'm yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear that shit up. But damn, Duce Palooza replaced the. I put the new 4Gs on the G. They replaced, uh, the bloody bottoms they replaced the Grits and Biscuits on the uh, festival. That's what's up. Grits and Biscuits still coming to Philly, though. Yeah, this for month. sure. They, they definitely they here that weekend. 
They just not at the. You, you are a grits and biscuits pioneer. Not a grits and biscuits pioneer. Like a, of a patron. I'm, You're a patron I'm a grits, pioneer. I'm a, grits, I'm a grits and biscuits patron. I'm not You're a, a patron pioneer. pioneer not a patron pioneer because I went after. You've been after, to them. I've been to a lot of the OGs. They was rolling in New York. Like He's I didn't being get, modest, guys. I'm not being modest. I, I got to the one. I got someone in New York at the JM Beyonce got to one in New York. So, oh, like, you know oh so it was beneficial for you. Hope could put you on that. Hope could put you on that, but everything else. He didn't put me on it. Like this, the nigga who DJ put me on it. That nigga went to school with me. I kicked it. With that nigga, flex. Time, you know it's a flex. Not a flex. It's a flex. What we smoking in this vape? You said you got the cookies over here. That's like, some uh, cereal milk. Is it is it hitting for something? Like is Go it playing? Is this? Oh, whoa. Sorry. Um. Whoa. Remember, remember cereal pies. That was our favorite thing. So the main American lineup. I mean, what do you think about that lineup? It's some nice acts on there. It's nobody that's like, damn, it's a must see, but it's a lot of good acts on there. I don't know the how music, that's going to break down for each day. The music but, is going, it's only two days. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's two days. So it's like, is Uzi and Travis, can I see Uzi and Travis Scott right, and Katrina on one day? On or months. do I got to, and then it, it, what make it worse than that is like, can I catch everybody? But made in America, usually that should be structured. You can see everybody yes. that you want to see. Yeah, like you don't really be too much overlap. No, it be run smooth for sure. Roddy gonna kill a lot. The people that I want to see, man. R.I.P. Nip Hustle. R.I.P. to the neighborhood. He definitely would have been. He would have been this on this, and, and like uh, you know, it's. It's unfortunate. I don't know who else is local, but they got Tierra Wax. So I mean, Tierra Wax up there. Shout out to really, Tierra Wax doing her You can't thing. really be too mad if they got. I mean, you, it should be more than one local act, but I mean, that's cool. We so, smoking dispensary level buzz on this show, too, so you know. Salute. So now, uh, speaking of all of that, we were talking about uh, Made in America. I mean, what's your thoughts? You said you're going to be in attendance? I, I would like to see Roddy for sure and Buddy, too. Like, I'm heavy. I listen to these people already, so I'm, I'm, I would like to see that. I know Travis Scott's show going to be crazy. Um, and you know Cardi gonna bring him out like this is where you wanna be Cardi I'm definitely plug it. gonna bring him out that'd be interesting you, I wanna dig a little deeper into it cause we talked a, we talked a little bit off the air and you was just talking about the whole finesse oh cause we talked about whole finesse and, and, and just I, tell me America about the finesse in the finesse of that way Made in America is a finesse in that way because um, it seemed like they wanted to move. It seemed like the mayor in the city wanted to be done with that shit, especially since they lost the Budweiser Connect. So I don't know. Without the Budweiser Connect, I don't really know what type of revenue that shit is generating for the city. Where see, this is where I come in. I mean, it's definitely draw, some tourism. This is where the disconnect is at a certain level. It's definitely tourism. Where's Yards at? Yards, get in here. Tag in. But the whole party like, right. no, why don't do say why just don't do say sponsor like, all but they, and but I don't see no Hove, sponsor this year because Hove keeps Hove will last have year the at least they had like City or Abercrombie and Fitch sponsor it. He'll but have this year. I don't see no sponsor. They might didn't get no sponsors for it. They didn't get a sponsor for it, and that that matters to me, like because but made it big. Made in America was the shit just off of a Budweiser sponsorship. You ain't even no other sponsorship. Just Budweiser, their marketing because they turned they up the in. production. Yeah, right. It was like the Super Bowl in the Parkway. Like they brought exactly. you the Super Bowl level. Exactly. So, uh, what is this year going to be? I feel like last year was super no frills. Hope got a billion dollars. So that's irrelevant. 
you the don't show, get a billion dollars by making you a, a no great, frill show. He just exactly. gave you, of course. But he, I'm saying a no pers- frill show is not the shit though for a festival. For people who just want to see the fans and the music, it is, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I mentioned that. I feel like Travis Scott gonna go up. Um, I feel like niggas. But I don't think the city the makes money off of Made in America, and they definitely not making money if there's no like, you know. Sponsorship, there's no al- there's no alcoholism to try to tax. But I don't even think they tax the alcoholism. You know what I mean? The alcohol sales at Made in America anyway. Why don't? Why not? Because I don't think they do. No. I think that that's a part of it from that. Budweiser was they track the sales from the the distributors, but the shit we selling like in this in our wherever the festival is, like we not taxing that. Like we'll tax it from Origlio. That's a beer distributor. Origlio. All right. Origlio. They'll pay the tax. They they're selling a hundred thousand dollars worth of bud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They'll pay that tax. But the bud that we bought from them to sell, mm-hmm. we not paying nothing on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's how the game go. That's just my opinion. That's my. I don't have no way of verifying that shit. I never looked into it, but I'm just pretty sure. Hey, man, let me shout out our sponsors real quick. Shout out to um, Philadelphia Pretzel Factory, um, Philly Pretzel Factory, uh, Wadsworth. And, and the uh, ShopRite location. Yes, I just sir. Was, I just breezed past there the other day. Uh, shout out to Bon Appetit, Bon Appetit Studios. We live from the Bon Appetit Studios. Shout and, out to uh, Write Your Own Media. Yeah. Let's get it. Um, I, I don't want to be too cliche but I do need to talk to you about the whole NFL shit so you know a lot of people jumped right on Hov's back after his last you know announcement with the NFL that he was going to be in a partnership of some sort with the NFL like Dame Dash said one thing he did say in the interview with no jumper interview he said what is the partnership? That was a good point. What was the deal? What's the he deal? Said, what is the deal? What's the deal? You what know what I'm saying? I didn't watch the whole Dame No Jumper interview. I heard yeah. it was, you know what I mean, a bunch of jewels being dropped a by bunch Dame. Of jewels. Of course. As usual. Right. As per. As it should be, but I only watched the viral shit. I mean, and that was just a small segment of it, but it's just like, you know, I understand where Dame was coming from with what is the deal? Like, what is the specifics? You want me to talk on this shit? What is the specifics? Like, you don't have the specifics? Then fuck that shit. Right. And that's where he should have left it at. He should have left it there, but he can't do that because he he's a master. He can't do that. And I told you my sentiment is that Dame is fucking with us. You feel what I'm saying? He's fucking with us. He's getting. He's still going to get his market share. That's what he's doing. I'm gonna still get my interactions. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get my couple episodes with a million streams, and I'm gonna do my steady hundred to hundred fifty thousand by myself. I'm. I love being independent. I'm being dash now. I don't want to be with these guys anymore. Um, I was boxed out. You know, niggas knew I was forever for the cause. And you know, I feel like had they not have been done business, they would still be the best of friends. You know what I mean? Because I feel like Dame still has those qualities that are unique and that make him like captivating as a friend. You know what I'm saying? He's just 50 now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess. I don't know. But Dame is... I just don't like when I see interviews with him on the, on the Drink Champs and he says he's not going to speak on Hove. Like, I got to say this on Wax because I told you this, but... 
he says he's not he's not going to speak on Hov, and then he takes little jabs. And what I don't see Biggs or Jay doing is taking any jabs at, at, at Dame. They give him the highest honor and the highest credit. Whether or not there's lip service, that's still the play on the chessboard that they're giving to the public. And to me, like I said, that says a lot. You feel me? If you're not going to speak on the nigga to people who the nigga don't know, like we don't know Hove. All we know is he's a winner. You feel what I'm saying? So, you but keep, that's the whole point. When you look, when if Hove is the winner, he's Dame the winner Dash in is this a winner too. too, though. No, but he's the winner in this too. That that's a part of winning. I don't know. That's I a part of the win. For me, I don't even think about that. But that's but what, that's that's what he's known for being, and that's what he does well. If you're known for being a winner in everything, and I'm a nigga that makes who, you the most hated. If I'm a nigga who we had a battle and I caught an L, yeah. I'm trying to show that you, you know what I'm saying? No, you didn't win every battle. And if you did, you know what I'm saying? Deflate gate. You know what I'm saying? Spy gate. Yeah, for sure. If you winning all the time, like, hold on. It, it might not be 100% authentic how you won every time. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it is. But that's but, but that's what case, game angle is. That's, is what that's I'm his saying. angle, for and sure. Because it's like people don't give a fuck about spy gate no more. You want to know why? Because the Patriots won multiple times after this shit. But they always had the upper hand. If they was always prepping like this. But nobody never was, put really like. And that's if what I'm they saying. only got caught the one time and this is how they always been prepping. Of course they would be futuristic with it. They done studied, they done studied everybody beyond studying them. You feel me? That lets me know that if they played it fair. That's why I always told you and Eagles fans like. McNabb brought the winning culture here. So the fact that niggas cheated in his era and he was getting there almost every time. Right. Y'all got to pay attention to that and stop slighting this nigga because it gave him an alcohol addiction. You feel me? Because he knows <laughs> I'm out here. I don't even have receivers. I'm dicking these niggas because and right. they know my plays. Right. And I was fried last night and T.O.'s mad at me and I still threw for 300 yards and I don't know how that nigga, I don't know how these niggas is picking me off three times. Nobody picks me off three times. It's just a legend of a story. You feel me? Right. But they were cheating. No right. one brings that up. Nobody brings that up. That like, the they say, oh, McNabb, you folded. You was Willie Beeman. Not that, oh, McNabb, you brought us like seven straight winning seasons straight. And we gave you D-Jack and Macklin and, and, and traded you to the Redskins after you gave them career rookie years. Man, I gotta still. That's what I do. I gotta throw that out there. I I took us to that rabbit hole, but we still talking Jay Boy, and Dane. We talking Jay and Dane. You know what I'm saying? We talking Jay and Dane. We going we going to climb out of that. I don't want. I just was comparing Jay Z winning to. Like, I know what you mean. To the Patriots. and like I think it's I think it's a little spotless too. I'm and one I, of them people that think it's spotless, not faultless. But because the, these niggas, if they the niggas that he's dealing with, this is one thing I'm gonna say. I'm gonna let you have it. Because Jay Z is the goat of rap, but it's like in business, is he the goat of business? And that's what I'm gonna let you have it. Jay, he might not, he's not the goat of business, but he's cooking niggas who are proverbially the goat but, at business. But but as far as a black man goes with doing business with coming from where he came from. It yes. just seemed like he is like very immaculate. It seemed yes. like his shit is just untouchable. And Tough that's my line. point. If they could be doing this, if Dame could be doing this at this level, he he, he would be doing it. But Dame wouldn't be doing it. He can't yeah. do it. That's the thing. Because he, he, he don't want to do... He thinks his character shit. 
He thinks Jay-Z is making certain concessions within himself where Jay-Z holds it in a different perspective or views it in a different perspective. He's not he doesn't hold any allegiance to any of these business moves. But that's he thinks it doesn't sacrifice his integrity. I'm still giving you four four four. And like, that's the that's that's the one reason that I really wanted Tone to be here because he hit me with the most valid point about uh about Jay Z and when it comes to morality and shit like that, he was like, This nigga so crack. Like why are we holding this nigga moral compass to anything? Like how how is Jay Z moral? That's what I'm saying. Why is Jay Z moral supposed to be super super super? I thorough? don't want to hear shit from niggas who think like this nigga. Like you you made this nigga. You were on this type of time. You wanted to be a hundred thousand millionaire. Right. A half a trillion. You said that on your album. I remember. You're my OG. You raised me too. But I can't let like Bleak said. Bleak said Dame did a lot for me, but Dame sometimes he need to chill though for real. And Dame will probably admit that. But at the same time, come on, dog. Like you feel what I'm saying? Like come on, dog. Dame. Dame. If you could be being hove right now, like niggas keep saying, oh, KD got with Beyonce, they made them this, that, and the third. Like I told you, that's like saying, oh, Barack got with Michelle. Yeah, he took off that made him who he already was. I'm already home. Like you, you that made me who I already was. Like you feel what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm gonna give it to Michelle. If I'm in a concert or if we meet in Gandhi, of course Gandhi wants to talk to Beyonce first because she's she's a creator of life. That's how it is. You feel what I'm saying? Like she's the new Mona Lisa. So, but don't act like I'm not hove though, nigga. The same nigga who you believe would be at this point. Why you was investing in me the way you was investing in me? So I'm not gonna say nothing bad about. You want interviews, but whatever you need to do to get your bread, I already know you was a hustler from the beginning. You was going to get it back. Like, Dame Dash, people got it fucked up. I tell you all the time. Dame Dash got the bag. He got money. He got the money niggas dream of. He got the life niggas dream of. His sons, his kids, they taken care of. They're celebutants. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's on this show with residuals just for being Dame Dash growing up hip-hop with... uh. Master P and Romeo. You know what I'm saying? Right. These is black this is black Hollywood. Dame is still a major player in black Hollywood. He just has to like what you're doing to fuck with you. But last time I seen he just did some shit with Kanye West, who's everywhere doing shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like It's crazy because um some Yeezys came out on Saturday and I was downtown yes uh, on Saturday. I don't think it was eight fifties, um but whatever they was, like I don't know what they were. But, cause I'm that's crazy. Did you grab no, I ain't grab them. But I, but I seen lines outside for them. You know, I'm just like, damn. Easy, easy jumped over jump, man. It's still lines for these drums. Easy jumped crazy. over jump, man. Yep. What still we doing? I need a sparkling water. I need a couple things. All right, we gonna uh, play. It's, we gonna play a quick. Uh, we probably. What you wanna play a song of? Uh, Port of Miami too. Yeah, let's do it for us. Right. Let's play other John either with Gunplay or. No, we gotta play the John with Nipsey. R.I.P. Nipsey. All right, we'll be right yeah. back. Uh, tell me what your crib worth. I hear you talking war, but have you lived first? I'm just here to keep it real, not make you feel worse. Maybe a lost cause, but let's still search. Until the day I die holding my guns high. Rather have a friend than enemy, which one am I? Fuck a bird box, I want to see my brother fly. No longer shackled in chains, young nigga crucified. Walking down the block, holding my boombox. Hop the Mr. Dirty nigga, clean tube socks. 
They gon' keep us in the ghetto till we move out And we need some better books off in that schoolhouse Rolls Royce weather Rich, dirty nigga, it took so much effort I don't give a fuck about who sold more records Being self-made give me so much leverage, boss I'ma spin it out You Made back arcs in it But you see how you live it On your payroll, rich gang bangers, y'all ain't even know they make those. Double case loads, push buttons, I got say so. When it's war time, never lay low, y'all play roles. I can't name a fake nigga that was not exposed. Hey, y'all niggas so surprised at Takashi toes. Ain't a real street nigga unless you got a code. Mine's one common nigga followed by a lot of O's. In the back of the back, rock a lot of gold. Rap music on the charts like it's rock and roll. Add something to the art, make a lot of dough Gotta play my part from the start, cause that's all I know Double limbs, double R's, nigga, all I roll Course I going viral when them punches throw On Crenshaw, taking pictures like we rich and po Another rich rap, nigga, word to Ricky Rose Yeah Got money, got women, got cash, I'ma spin it on you Made back all tenant, but you see how you live Put your boy to rest just like a Malcolm X Jealous of my point of view watching the sunset I just keep on moving so you won't catch a contact All my dirty niggas showing me where the love at Drop the top, candy painted, haters eliminated Take a photo for fanatics, I often demonstrate it Rich nigga, dirty game, I'm talking Nick Saban Bricks raining every day, whiter than Dick Cheney Dirty nigga, but my sneakers new she can go and get the two though in a week or two Dirty nigga with a couple things I could treat her to Or maybe send her to the jeweler just like me could do Real niggas that was born and killed Dirty niggas touching 40 mil 40 cars on the sporty wheels Gold bars in my shorty wheels I just wanted to tell you, like, it's been a while since we've been talking, but, oh, this is this the Canada Drive with the Jack Daniels, with the Uncle Nearest, you know Jack what I'm saying? Jack and Gingers. Jack and Gingers. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, no ice. 
Um, yo, I had the pleasure of attending Lady B's Basement Party concert, headlined by Method Man and Red Man, KRS-One, Cool Modi, Onyx, Yo-Yo, the list goes on. The best show I ever seen, the levels of hip hop. First of all, LL had on a Wu-Tang bucket, red and white, with the white Wu-Tang emblem. LL? Intersex. Meth Man had on a Jerry Rice jersey, home jersey, um, with red Adidas tracksuit pants with the white stripes, with the red Wu-Tang bucket with the, the white Wu sign. And he was looking like LL on stage. It's just you know it's a old school uh it's a old school concert, Lady B basement party. It's a Zuvi, bro. Right. It's crazy. Like dog, like motherfuckers Red and Meth put on the craziest rap show you could ever see for them to in the forty plus. Dog, the crowd got hyped when Kumo D came out. You feel what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Kumo D. You saying that, I mean, this is a Lady B. Like, I feel like Lady B is of an age that her followers is of that age. So it's like, why wouldn't they all be familiar with that shit? Uncle Jules was in the building. Okay. Sitting in a row behind me. It's crazy because I seen my man, this is the intersect for you because I seen my man, you you know C. Rich. I don't know, you know Carl, the boy Carl. You seen the boy Carl before, but the boy Carl was at Dinner and Blunt. Okay. And there was, he was the first time black person at Dinner and Blunt. <laughs> okay, okay. And I don't know if he would go again because he got rained out and he didn't oh, have a poncho. He was, I, I seen him early and I wanted to get a before and after pick of him. I seen him like before he ate dinner. He was so. And he was, no, he was chilling. He was cool. He said, we got Roof Chris as our meal for the Whoa, Dinner and Blunt. I said, damn, that's heavy. And he had yeah. the Moet. Yeah, ooh. And then it started like nine o'clock. It's raining real as shit. I seen him dragging all of that shit out, and he he soaked in his all white, and he was not a happy camper, cause Damn. like for me the rain felt good. I mean it was drawing to you really flexing with this iPad Pro. This nigga <laughs> notes look like if you read this is too late artwork. <laughs> his notes for the show look just like that, like. The think we leave this nigga, man. <laughs> I'm taking notes, but I, I'm not mad. I, I think, but it's I had funny. shit I that I uh, that you uh, sent. But I, I said all that to say, C. Rich was at the Lady B show too. Okay. I believe. I think okay, I'm not okay, sure, okay. but he was at an old school show because he was in the bucket with the Dookie rope chain and all of that shit. He really okay. went in. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, the concert was legendary. Um, KRS One is the highlight for me. I mean. First of all, shout out to Meth and Redman, dog. These niggas said, Meth said, yo, what's wrong with y'all? I need two things from y'all, Philly. I need weed and I need energy. The same energy you give to me, I'm going to give the yes what Meth kept saying. So I immediately, you know, I was ready for that. I really rolled the blunt. Just I rolled two blunts, one to get there and just one for that moment. And I'm looking around. And it's really a lot of people that's not smoking. And I'm like, damn, this is really a crowd of people who all blow. They all blow. Right. But they don't blow in public. This is like, this is, in this era, they grew up when they was teenagers blowing in public. Then they lived through the crack era where niggas didn't do nothing outside. Right. 
So, like, they don't want to smoke in public. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it was only certain niggas smoking in public. Fredro Star was out there. Um, well, Sticky Fingers was out there. Sticky Fingers' voice is so classic. Plus 10,000 cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> it's so epic, though. <laughs> Wifey was like, what's wrong with this voice? I said, that's how he said. She's like, does he really sound like that? I'm like, I'm like, um, for 75%, 80%, yeah. Like, I'm sure there's some cigarettes in between there. He's a legend in the game, so he don't have a fresh. It's not a fresh. He got, like, Kiss is lucky to still have the, the fresh, raspy, but not not sticky fingers cuz it's he's like you know what I'm saying it sounds like 90s grit you know what I'm saying <laughs> he was killing that shit though I'm not gonna lie they all did their thing Kumo D did his thing shout out to Dud Dud was playing me uh, he had to take a little trip he was playing me the Kumo D I go to work mm-hmm. that shit was ahead of his time lyrical as fuck Kumo D was that- lyrical as fuck now that you're doing this, I mean, do we have do we do we have do we do we want to talk about top? You seen the top thirties and the top fifty list was coming out. Are we? It's our one year anniversary. We doing the one year anniversary show run. Mm-hmm. Like, is the next show? Are we going to do a top thirty? Are we going to give niggas a top thirty? We'll work on our top thirties. Yeah, I'm gonna work on my top thirty. Or do you want to do fifty? No, I want to do thirty. Thirty. Yeah. All time. All time. What is your? That's what I'm saying because we gotta talk about criteria and shit like that. Because it's no is, it just your, is it your personal favorite thirty? Just run it down. Your personal. It favorite has to 30? be that either way. It's you giving the list. I don't. Really so it's your personal favorite thirty rappers all the time. It because has it's to like, be. How, but that's what I'm saying. If if that's what it is, then why would I have anybody from the '80s in that shit? You know what I'm saying? Here's where. That's what I'm saying. Like when this you talk is what I'm about saying about like the that, rest of the show. As a nigga like us, our if age. If you got KRS One in there, I, after seeing him perform, this is what I told. I'm sitting there. He's super ill live. But that's what I'm saying. Dog, live his music is from 30 years ago. I it feels that. like right now. I understand it's that. Politi- and it's politically live, relevant. And live though. And but I felt like listen to that shit though. And but I do when he does it. And it's just that impactful. I would too when he when does true. it, but I don't listen to that shit. That's why. That's, that's why I said that's what matters because that. But it's in the wind. There's people listening to it. It's just not necessarily. But that's not my. Matter. That don't matter to me. When you talk about my thirty favorite, that's what, what I'm saying. When we talk there. about a top thirty and my thirty favorite, I gotta include him. Right. I don't have to include him. He's top ten. Nigga, Hove does his mannerisms. I like, didn't say he did or didn't. I'm just saying the stage saying, show that whole dude is music that you listen to. I base it off of what I listen to will right. be my favorites. I mean, it's just like that's fair. You know what I mean? That's and it's fair. never been an era in my life where I was just heavy KRS One. Right. And no disrespect to KRS One. That's what I'm saying. When we talk about my thirty favorite, because Kanye is gonna be in my thirty favorite, as but, it should be. But Kanye might not be in my top thirty all the time. It depending on what the parameters is of that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna put KRS One in on mine, for sure. 
Mine's is heavy millennial shit. I hear you. I hear you. I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm curious to see how it is, but it's just like, I just. You know, know who's in mine. You know me. You know who's in mine. I got Fat Joe in there. I got Wheezy in there. I got Jeezy in there. I got Ross in there. I got Hov in there. I just don't know where. And you said KRS1 is top He's 10 in, in there. He is. He's just because he came first. Okay. We don't have And him LL is in the top 10. I don't have him in there. You don't have him in there. I have. I took. I told my uncle this. He was there at the KRS1. I said, um, Meth. I said the reason why I have to take LL out is because Meth is forty four in shape, does put a thousand push ups, you know, however much. He looked like LL on stage in his prime, and I said, "Wow, if this, because LL still in shape, but Meth is has a different physique than LL, so he looks taller and slimmer." But he's built, so I'm like, damn, this nigga. I'm like, Unk. He's like, Uncle's like, yeah, I was thinking that he do, he do look, he looks just like LL on stage. And I said, but that's 30 years ago, LL. So he's Rap Rushmore. Sir, we got to do a Rap Rushmore. The Who's late, Rap Rushmore? The late LL bloomers or Method Man? No, no. I'm saying LL is... The, I didn't say Method Man was not, but I'm saying LL is Rap Rushmore. It's no top 10 for LL. It's no top 10 for Curtis Blow. It's no top 10 for KRS-One. It's no top... The top 10 starts in the era after the Wu. Because the Wu had the greatest... Coming into the nineties, the best niggas was all in one group besides Nas and Hove wasn't considered one of the best niggas yet. Right. So Meth is up there, but I was talking LL was Rat Rushmore. Meth is top ten for me. Yeah. I, I just want to see your thirty now because it's like a lot of things that you're saying, and it's like if we just saying our thirty favorite, then that just gives me free range to not have to question anybody in your list. It got, but because, my thing is, it can, it's it like, could be no other than our favorite. Even people who think it's not, you're still giving the list based. No, on, because Eminem is not one of my favorites. Not my, he's not in mine. But Eminem would be in my top thirty though. You would, like of yes. all time, like just great rappers, like Eminem would be in it. But not my, my thirty favorite. It's just it's just you because taking Seagull or Eminem. Am I taking him or Seagull or, or Eminem? Am I ta- that's what I'm saying? You asking am I taking him or is it or is it like I got Seagull over Eminem? Right. But How you, many people do you have over Seagull? Is it Seagull in your top? top what is Seagull? That's what I'm saying. But that's is what I'm saying. That's just Siegel the Philly bias. Top, niggas is going. It's not the Philly in. bias. Uh, he was on a main a mainstream label. It's not. That's not Philly bias. It's Philly bias. But it's, it's, Philly it's bias. cool though because Seagull Seagull attachment to Philly is he's like AI. Like niggas niggas think AI is the goat. I don't. I don't think that. Right. You think? Cole I do the think. I don't think that. I think MJ is a goat. <laughs> I think I think Cole was a little bit well, well more rounded in game and height and size than uh, AI. Um, I think that Eminem. It's a lot of people over him. I think his dynamic. I think Eminem is an elixir. Of you culture. know how we feel. He's a cultural phenomenon. He doesn't come count. Down to it, I would take Eminem Royce the five nine over Eminem. That's me. I gave that out. So hot take. Right, Eminem right. is Rat Rushmore though. Exactly. <laughs> he has his own set of things. He has his own set of history that he just made by be- existing. Right. So like he, he's Rap Rushmore. That's what I meant about LL. Like and I understand that. LL had a whole and run, I, and I respect the LL Rap Rushmore shit. Like, but but because of what rap has become after him, no. Yes, it's like intersex. Let's go. Intercept. Finish your point. Intercept. I, I, I understand what the Rap Rushmore is and shit. It's like Rap Rushmore is like... And Hove is at the top of Rap Rushmore? Yes. 
Yes, I'm gonna just answer that for you. Yes, Hov is okay because he's because Hov is giving you the best raps. He's charting and he's and charting why, the best. And that's talent. why a nigga like that, like you could just take him out of the top ten debate, like a yeah. top thirty. Like we could do a it, top. It 30 starts without. with those type of niggas because LL is a nigga who exists in and of himself. It was no nigga to compete with him when he started. And he killed the game. Run DMC was no niggas to compete with them when they started. And he they killed the game. So, like, LL. I understand that. Yeah. And, I, and I respect that. But it's just, like. Hov spent this. I just want to tell you this, too. Dame Dash, he loves telling this story. Hov spent the majority of his career getting two-way messages from Dame. Like, yo, LL over here. Let's go battle him. And they would battle. And Hov would give me. Hov would hand it to him for sure. But LL be like, I'm still LL. I'm the nigga with the deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, rap Rushmore. You know what I'm saying? Because then he bails out. When Ho becomes president, LL says, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. Exit 13. You feel what I'm saying? I'm the GOAT. For real. Like, And, and you got to give LL his respect and you can't categorize him. This to competing started after Biggie and Pop died. Then you started going for the who was the top rappers. Beyond that, Daddy Kane is a legend. Shit, you gotta throw Jazz on there. He's the first nigga to get a million dollar deal, and he was relevant. And he's the originator of the whole flow. So we gotta give. There's so many niggas who's on Rap Rushmore that you the top ten starts after Biggie and Pac die. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's where the Jay Z and Nas come in. That's right? why right? Big and, and Pac is like Rap Rushmore too they is, because they, they didn't. They didn't and Nip is the up key. there too. Nip is Rat Rushmore now. For sure. I'm giving it to him. And this Aaron, this streamer, he did his thing. I can't agree with that. I, he's Rat Rushmore because he died. He's like, been in the game 10 years, over 10 years, torn from day one. He's Rat Rushmore. I just heard a nigga say Nipsey Hussle was trash, though. Like, I didn't never heard that, and I don't agree with that. I don't agree with it neither, but I heard a nigga say that on yeah, the podcast. That's, and that's not that's popular consensus. That's not popular consensus, and that's nut shit posthumously. You know what I'm saying? So I hear you. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying what I heard. You know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking nothing. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I the rap Rushmore, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how many people? Rap Rushmore is only four people. No, Mount not, Rushmore no. is only four people. So it's whoever like, contributed who had significant. That's what I'm saying. Contributions to the game that nobody ever about, replicated. I want I want us to do our favorite thirty rappers and come back with this for the next episode. Like that is the homework for the late bloomers. Real shit. Like your thirty favorite. Like it don't got to be in order, but you can put it in order if you want. But I need the thirty, dog. I need that thirty for 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 the one year. You know what I'm saying? Your thirty favorite rappers. You know what I'm saying? Because the 30 greatest rappers is not your 30 favorite rappers. And if you want to say that that's the same it thing. Is. It is. Man. If you want to say that's the same thing, that's when that's when it gets subject to. It only been with so many. Years, you know what I mean? Like That's when it gets subject to a debate. You know what I'm saying? When you open it up like that. But when you open up your 30 favorite, then it's just like it is what it is. I can't tell you that. KRS not your favorite rapper, you know what I'm saying? But if you say that, you know what I'm saying? If you say he's that, my teacher though, he's. If you say that Blase Blip is thirty best ever, then is that's when it's like, well, my thirty best. Like I, 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 I put it to you like this: I fuck with 
And then when shit I fuck with KRS more than I fuck with uh Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I'm more KRS one needle LL swag, which is why as a little kid, like I'm telling you, I lived through Method Man being Method Man was on. That's why I'm saying this top ten shit start after Biggie and all them, cause then you gotta start thinking about the niggas who was really making music and culturally relevant and, and still are now, like Redman and Meth. And this is they were really been doing this since ninety one. They really had a whole run when Hove came along during like, you know, this the uh the Olympic ninety six. That's when shit started changing. You know a lot of shit started changing. AI to the Hoyas to the Sixers. Floyd get the bronze to the I bag. I think Ice Cube was the hottest rapper. Hottest rapper, rapper 94, 95. Exactly. Not so even he, before that. I'm saying, but definitely in 94, 95, he was still one of them. Right. He was relevant. 92, 93, he was relevant. He's he's all he's been cooking. Snoop Dogg when Doggy Style came out. He's nigga Snoop Dogg the whole time till now. Like this is my whole point. Right. He's rap Rushmore. Ice right. Cube rap That's Rushmore. Like. I get the Snoop Dogg rap Rushmore because he got so many years in it. It's like Drake, that's what I'm saying. It, Drake is rap Rushmore, mm. and nobody can. Let's talk about that. Uh, what was the name of that album that he just dropped with all the throwaways? Oh, it was a care package. Care package. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yo, I appreciate Drake from day one. We used to play Drake in the love early. Drake, we was the first niggas playing Drake on campus. I, I appreciate Drake for always being him, his authentic authentic self. Right. He's a really a don. He's really a don. He's really like niggas thought he was sweet. He was never sweet, and he just used it to his advantage the whole time. Like this nigga was so ready for this meek will be. Nobody talks about this. You feel me? Nobody goes at meek out of respect. Drake was so prepared for all it is the way he thought of himself. And then, like, he's always a gentleman in between, where it's like, he's still, yo, you still my man. I'm going to still get money with you. You feel me? Yeah. Raptors win a chip with the OVO stamp on it. He's the new, like, he's the new, what do you say? He he just passed the Beatles and got the Beatles tattoo. He's He's got to be Rap Rushmore, because Hove is... Is Hove Rap Rushmore? Is that a dumb question? I just, your Rap Rushmore is overflowing, so I don't know what the Rushmore is. Because Rap is so new. For me, Rushmore is like, all right, I'm taking these four out of the mix, and then we can build from there. But But it's like, you got seven, eight niggas that's in the Rushmore. Because they are. I don't know. I mean, some of these niggas have to be subject to review. For the like, intersect, Russell Simmons is in there too. I understand that LL Cool J yeah, is the it. LL Cool J is the prototype for the he's rap a, superstar. For, yes, sir, absolutely. So it's like he's yes, Neo. Yep. every other every other rap artist who came after LL Cool J wanted to be LL Cool J. Facts, but not necessarily lyrically. No. Just image wise, just still. At my show, I got the bitches and I got niggas here too. And I got like, the bars. And I got the bars. You know what I'm saying? Yep. At a level. Yep. And I'm humble. You know what I'm saying? And I got street cred. Yep. I'm gangster. Yep. I'm in my lane. I got I got the lady showing mad love. Ladies love. And. And the fellas respect the, the you know what I'm saying, this shit too. 
So it's like that's what every rapper wants. Like it's the complete package, obviously. So like you the first complete package rapper and you did twenty years of that. Okay. But now rap is forty years old. Yo, so what are you shooting fifty percent? He started the game and he's still out here he relevant in mainstream culture. No, I'm just saying like it's he's so, he up there. He's it's other I'm not but saying I feel you, which I, is why I, he's up there for he's up he's there. He's not in my top ten, which is why I have to give him this Hall of that's Fame. That's what I'm saying. Fan. The Rushmore is cool because it's like you are a prototype, but obviously, you know what I'm saying. Dr. J was the prototype. MJ is right. better than Dr. J, so it's like we, we don't, don't know about that in Dr. J's prime now. Yes, he, we did. His second prime was in the NBA, nigga. He averaged forty in the ABA. Okay, and the ABA had tougher talent because it was all black and it was a really right. entertainer's league. What are we talking about? I'm we just know saying, that you know, I'm MJ, not trying to argue that. We know that you, you just said that MJ that. was the GOAT, and now you, you, never are, seen, but now you, you are flipping it and saying maybe it's up for debate. You already went on wax this episode today and said that MJ is the GOAT. So it's he like, is. so for you to try to build a case for Dr. J and right, his prime right, to be better right, than right, he. Right, because he, he is arguably he could have been. All right. And I don't know what to say to that to somebody who already said that MJ was the best. I'm talking about of the league, but you, I'm thinking that You're you understand that the ABA was, was better strong. than the NBA. It's facts. Okay. The competition at the Garden of Ford level back then, nigga, George Gervin played his prime as the Iceman in the ABA. He took that brand to the NBA eventually, but he earned that shit in the heat. Bill Watt, these niggas, oh, these niggas, these niggas... Earned, a lot of these niggas earned it when Jerry West was getting the Jerry West NBA. They was in the ABA. Like, do you think Jerry West would have been getting busy in the ABA? Uh-huh. You don't want to hear it because it wasn't me. This is what this is what happened. This is pure nigga shit. Because niggas, this is where what's not popular gets very boring to niggas. What you and niggas mean? Is like, like, I don't have nothing for Jerry really, West. Like, Jerry West really not in my about, top ten. Like, no, no, no. Fuck that. I'm just talking about the when he was cooking the league, but fuck that, because he's. But that's logo. what I'm saying though. He's the logo. The niggas with tragedy was. That's all I'm telling you. And that's fine, but you talking about? We were talking Dr. J. I don't know how Jerry West got. Yo, in Dr. J with trash Jerry West. Jerry West is the logo. That's what I'm trying to say. But I don't know what that debate has to do with will Dr. J trash MJ. I don't know how I'm just that, saying I don't know how Jerry West got you don't in know. it. You don't know. Jerry West ain't a rapper. Dr. J is 6'8". Like. Dr. J is 6'8". <laughs> what are you talking about? MJ is the goal, man. Okay. So is Dr. J arguably the goal too? Or For sure. What? Okay. Nigga, my, uh, grandpa, right. my grandpa's right. name is Doc. Nigga. That's right. All right. So in sports news, Andrew Luck retired yesterday. Wow. Talk to me about We holding four 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 down. Shout out to the four 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 uptown tone. Let's get it. And I'm saying what talk to me about that. You you still boycotting football? I know I'm still I'm in the know of it and thank you for this. You know what I'm saying? Andrew Luck is damn, is he a legend? Did he get a Super Bowl? Fuck no. He he cooked it. He 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 got he got paid. He made some money. He get hurt. He got comeback player of the year last year. And uh-huh. they just, I guess the shit, you know what I mean? This shit ain't worth it, dog. Like, this shit ain't worth it, dog. Like, he, quarterbacks don't even be getting taxed like that no more unless you Cam Newton. And he still was like, tax. I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Like, I mean, 
You had to do your own as the listeners. Y'all gotta do your own due diligence of why Andrew Luck said he done with the game. Like, I mean, I read a little bit of it. I listened to him a little bit, but I mean, clearly he just is over it's all. Like heavy on the show right now. Who? Yours. I'm about to put you on our on our brand. <laughs> I don't know why my swag is heavy, but you got we got to talk. You got the Apple Pro. You got the pen out now. It's like a commercial in there. <laughs> you. Got, you got, <laughs> You gotta get into the. Uh, we drinking Uncle Nearest too, old number seven, Jack Daniels, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, facts. Sour match whiskey. Facts. So we got Cashville. You know what I'm saying? We gotta talk about. Uh, we gotta talk about the Jay Z NFL deal. That's Without good. knowing what the deal is exactly, but what we is the to, deal? Can we, we put that? Can we put that Dame Dash soundbite in there too? What is the deal? Yeah. Man, listen. Speak your mind. I, I, I feel that I, I feel like it's just, a, it's just a shame. And these niggas are really entertainers and very good at their jobs. They're still controlling your attention. They're fifty. They're masters of what they do. Who is they? They, in this case, is Dame Dash. What is Dame Dash doing? Dame Dash is giving you what people think is his sentiment when he really is just trolling, like. What is he trolling? He's trolling the public. How is he trolling? He's trolling them by making them think that he actually gives a fuck about any of this. But he clearly said he said he didn't give a fuck about it. Yeah, and he's tr- and niggas think he do because niggas think that everything yeah. he's saying nah, he said he is didn't character defining. So, like, but niggas think that what he's saying is character. Niggas are calling my phone thinking that what Dame Dash is saying about Hove is character defining for Hope. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I But is you. it not character defined? No. It's just his experience with He's trolling. It's not everybody's experience. And his experience is 20 years out of place. I don't know. I understand that it's 20 years out of place. So, but but is, him is saying, 20 years out of place? Yes. Lemonade yeah. is recent. Like, that shit 444 is recent. But if he's saying that, if he's. Him getting smacked up by Solange on the elevator is recent. That's not 20 years ago. It might at the latest. What does that have to do with Dame Dash, though? All of that is relevant to Dame Dash to me. How? In what way? Because they said that the joint that he was cheating on uh, at that Beyonce time was Rachel oh. Roy. So the bre- in the brevity of the moment. <laughs> See, I like how you tapped this, that, but okay. In the brevity of of the moment, this is an integral piece of information because this this is where everybody who did who was and still is empathetic with Dame can say that, okay, you have a point. Everybody knows Hov ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga made it a point to do that, though. I didn't really realize. I didn't see you connecting the dots that I'm not connecting because I don't necessarily give two fucks. But the fact that so you said when you said Solange was kicking him over Rachel Roy in the elevator, whoa, Dame Dash, you can do whatever you want. You say whatever you want, nigga. Like you know what I'm saying. But at the same time, when you do these interviews and saying you're not gonna speak on it, I anticipate that you're going to be a man of your word and not speak on it. You know what I'm saying? It was too enticing. It was too enticing. It was Hove at a low point with the black community. Like, not even the whole black community, but 
he's in the segment of the black community is questioning his integrity and morals. That's right in Dame Wheelhouse. That's all Dame preach is integrity and morals. Nobody, I never heard nobody say that he did a fucked up deal to somebody. Maybe Jay-Z is the one who could say that Dame did a fucked up deal to him or some sort. I don't Maybe. know. Right, but he never has though. So He never said anything. Man, I need to put some... I need to get a Popeye sandwich. So talk to me, man. Like, the NFL made a deal with Jay-Z for him to be what? What is his title now with the NFL? I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like all of this is... I feel like he's going hard. Ever since Harry Belafonte came at him, he's just been social reform, social justice hove. You know what I mean? We was young boys. He said, you don't know what I do for the homies. That's what he told Mr. Belafonte. You know, you don't know what I do for the homies. Because you don't know all the shit I do for the homies. Dog, I'm tired of talking about this shit. Niggas who are just following the business strategies and plans and outlines of their career aspirations. Like, any follower of Hove, of of Jay-Z for sure knows that he's been on this path. The the thing I'm impressed with, the fact that he hasn't all of this time, Hov's been in the industry almost 30 years plus. Like, he hasn't been with the NFL yet. That has to say something about his business character. Don't just always think that. It's some snake shit. And like I said, like, he... Just because he said no to the Super Bowl, you need me, I don't need you. He was just specifically saying, no, that I just don't want to perform at the Super Bowl and that be that. No, I want to have a more enhanced role. So NFL's like, oh, we don't have that for you now. So, But like I said, at any point, Hov's Hov's been popping for the past however many years. He never performed the Super Bowl. He clearly could have. He took money after the Colin Kaepernick shit got settled. And, like, y'all on his back, what is supposed to happen? What's the next this thing? This is the finesse play that's about to happen. First of all, they put him... I mean, it's just... why? Like, that's cool you putting him in charge of all entertainment for, like, the NFL. That's one thing. Which is... That's how he's going to finesse this. I don't know when he's going to finesse it, whether it be Beyonce or himself. But, you know, now that he's in charge of the budget for the artists... You know what I'm saying? Before, like, and plus, that I think, I think actually the NFL don't even pay niggas to perform at the Super Bowl. Right. You know what I'm saying? He about to change that. Right. He about to be, oh, we need Beyonce. She still needs her fee. For sure. <laughs> they know that. That's not, that's a like, formality. You know that's saying? a business like formality. That. They're aware of that. Now he was going to do the Super Bowl for free. Now he can do that shit and still get a check. Of course, he was. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's point. just that's yeah. the finesse play of Jay Z, but that's why that shit doesn't tie into the. It doesn't f- matter what amount of social justice, social injustice. This is how business gets done. I feel you. When 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 congressmen and congresswomen pass bills and the bills go into action, a check gets dispersed. You feel what I'm saying? For these things to happen. Like, niggas get money to make shit happen. This is the nature of business. See, the thing at our level, where people think that he could just just talk shit out of air about people who making moves like this, and then not looking back and, 
and examining it's just people the, here your personal that, life people here that the fuck the NFL type sentiments when you not but was that just him playing hardball I just don't want to fuck with y'all at this rate I just want to fuck with y'all at this rate I think that it's you need me I don't need you I'm not just going to perform at the Super Bowl like I'm fucking Lady Gaga nigga this is hove you feel me Lady Gaga's coming, gonna shut the shit down, pop off, do all this shit, drop out the fucking center of the stadium, kill the show, and she just give a fuck about the NFL. All right, but so me, I'm whole. I got I represent niggas in the NFL. I got niggas who's NFL legends. I'm me. I'm 50 years old, nigga. I'm getting money out here. I want parts, nigga. Just like anything else I touch. That's what he's thinking. The NFL has social injustice initiatives. One of them is the Inspire Change program. Yeah. I mean, it, the only thing we can do is keep a watchful eye on the stuff that's going on with the NFL's initiatives and whether or not, you know what I mean, we'll see what Jay-Z's involvement is of them of those initiatives and right. what those initiatives continue to grow into because right. I want to I want them to be successful. For sure. I'm not rooting for them to not work. Hey. I'm not rooting for them to lose. Just, so if Jay-Z is who I have to support to see this shit through, or if Jay-Z is who I have to hold accountable for this shit not working, then that's just what it is. <laughs> but it's like, is am I supposed to hold Jay-Z accountable for be, this shit not funny. working? It's funny. You welcome me right into this, and I just got to say, a powerful hove quote comes to mind in all of this. And I laugh because we take this shit so seriously. But it's only entertainment. Right. And that's why he's he's an entertainer. And this is crazy to him that people get into an intellectual. This is what makes him relevant is that people get into an intellectual conversation about entertainment. And all of this shit was made to entertain. NFL Sunday comes on so you don't go to church. You not at church because you getting ready for the game. If you at church, you can't. You hope you ain't gonna go get nothing to eat. You just gonna get a sense of the crate, get to the game. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like me, like I said, this shit is all a fucking show. Like I'm chilling. I just also want to say, since we're talking about that, I just want to talk about Eric Reed and uh, Colin Kaepernick. They took uh they took that NDA. But then they still talk greasy about everybody else. But it's like, we don't know what y'all settled up for, what y'all settled out for. And, and becomes- I've really, for me, it's about Colin Kaepernick at this point. Because it's like, I fuck with Colin Kaepernick. I fuck with what he did. But, I mean, do you want to work in the NFL or do you want to play football? Because if you wanted to play football, you know what I'm saying, you would have, you know what I'm saying, play football somewhere. Here's what it is. But if you want this to be narrative, in the NFL... This narrative has become a part of his brain. You. They blackballed you. That's a part of his narrative now. And that's how he... Re- but, so like but, you said earlier... But I want him to give me a narrative now. Though. This is his narrative. What you said, uh, for three years, I've been doing this, this, what, 365... This is his narrative. This is his brand. His brand is now, I don't play football... I'm a social activist. But you're not a social activist, like, per se, I'm verbally. A su- I'm a pseudo-social activist. Right, because you, you, I'm era. not saying that you're not making an impact with actions. I'm a social media but social you don't speak. Activist. You don't speak, activist. and it's like, some. it's a lot of people speaking on your behalf. Right. 
And I don't know what's right and what's wrong. And I and Eric Reed seemed to only slander other people. You know what I'm saying? He don't really. Wow, keeping his NFL jersey on. Right. But he right. wanted to see Colin Kaepernick back in the NFL. For what? And it's just like, I feel like as Colin Kaepernick, I'm kind of good on the NFL. I think that's what your stance got to be. It should be. Right? It should be if you really... Y'all good on me that strong? All right, well, I'm good on y'all. Like, I'm off this. Like, why would I even press on to want to fuck with y'all? I'm actually going to just be vocal about how they did this, and I'm actually going to still try to make a change. But, and that's what I'm saying. He hasn't said shit, so that's what disturbs me about it, because it's just like... I need I need him to do a GQ interview. I need him to sit down with somebody and just put his thoughts to pad. You know what I'm saying? To pad or recording or something. Just don't be just a figurehead. You know what I'm saying? Man, it's convenient for everybody to do what they're doing right now. Okay. This is a social media era. This is a digital era. Like, it's convenient for him to be this way. Otherwise, niggas, look, they're in the Did union. Did you ever watch them? Jokes they're in the union. They could be like, I fucking quit. Everybody who's saying they're pro cap, man, I'm not kneeling for cap. I'm out. I'm in the, we're in the union. I'm standing with cap. You don't pay him. He doesn't have a job. We don't have a job. That's a real fucking protest and strike. They have a fucking union. This shit is just a show, bro. I feel you. They have a union. You don't have to kneel with this nigga. You could just you could just get paid through your severance through the union for your your personal grievances with the league and how they're treating Colin Kaepernick, who's also represented by the union. So like motherfuckers, like that's the type of nigga I am. Hove, who's who has a billion, trying to make it one point five real quick. Is like, how can I make it one point five real quick? All right, now it's time to start getting the saturation. Now we need the Super Bowl saturation. Now we need the 50 million views in one shot. Now is the time. I'm 50 years old. I need, I need 50 million views. Um, now is the time. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, carry this, my mom. Man, I don't know. Like, I hey, mean, mom, if, I'm he, recording. if he can get the, if he can get the 500, then <laughs> call your advice. Get get to it, but I don't know, man. I I just like I said, I I'm holding Colin Kaepernick feet to the fire more than Jay Z. Jay Z opportunistic. I don't like like I said or like we said earlier. What does that mean though? He's a opportunistic. He's an opportunist in the capitalistic society. He's achieving. Right. He's doing very well. I'm not saying he is. Isn't. It, what is the connotation to this opportunist? This opportunist that people keep speaking of. That's all I want to get to. I mean, I look at Brooklyn. I look at the Brooklyn Nets thing. Like, that was a business deal he brought through. He's not telling you. Don't follow me. I'm not a role model. Don't follow me, young, and follow my moves. So when people are judging his character, he's telling you, like, yo, you might not fuck with how I'm getting to this shit. He told you that. Don't follow me, young, and follow my moves. Okay. But at the end of the day, nobody's doing the shit that I'm doing out here. So I got niggas that I used to fuck with, you know what I mean? Niggas acting like they made me like I didn't have my own personal ambition before them. Like I wasn't on tour with Daddy Kane. It was like I wasn't open enough for Daddy Kane before I ever got with these niggas. That's what I be trying to tell people. Over 17, 18, fucking with these rap millionaire niggas, man. And he was they nigga. Like, Hove put his work in. People got to pay attention to that aspect when they think he's winning effortlessly. He put years of work in. 
years of working. And then he was jaded by the industry and took damn near almost a decade off from it. Just getting busy in the street. You got to respect this shit at some level more than you're willing to entertain the negative connotations or conversations that people are having around the shit that he's doing that he's coming from a positive place with. If it's making dollars, it's making sense. If it's talking about social justice in, in that way, it's making sense. I'm not saying it's perfect or it's faultless. But if you don't know the particulars, how can you speak on it? Or how could you feel a way about it? That's my thing. I don't feel no way. All I know is from the time I was a child listening to this nigga, everything he's been talking about on wax that he's been putting into the universe, this nigga has done it and then some. So if I'm going to judge it from that perspective of just a nigga who's being a truthful entertainer, that's remarkable. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's only entertainment. Even he tells you this. Don't follow me young and follow my moves. It's only entertainment. At whatever level you're taking me seriously, at, I know what I get paid for and I know my lifestyle. You expect me to have this moral capacity about something that you know nothing about. About a business in the industry that you have no dealings in. And people have an expert opinion and feeling and sentiment behind it. And I don't understand shit like that. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I let shit ride. Like, these is niggas, these hoes been in the industry 30 years. He knows what he's doing. He didn't take a deal with the industry, the, the NFL for years. He didn't just come through and perform at the Super Bowl and just to get a check. He That means he held it down. He didn't sell out. The first time he gets a check with the fucking NFL, he's doing social justice and reform, and he's doing Super Bowl program. He's controlling the narrative, and niggas are mad. I don't understand this shit. Was niggas mad at Frederick Douglass because he was the most eloquent nigga at the time? Probably. That's fucked up. But you know whose name lasts through time? Not those niggas who was mad that he was the nigga. His name. And so that's where I'm at with it. I'm not about to keep bashing this shit because I know what Dame Dash is doing. Dame Dash loves Hope still. That's his man. Nobody's going to understand that relationship because these were true friends through the business, through the industry, who had the same ideals so far up that they ran it up together. So, and they said history and they're still controlling it. And Dame Dash is telling you he's fully controlling his independently of anybody else. Yes, I'm the only black nigga with my own Netflix. I have my own Netflix of 24-hour programming of all my own shit. Nobody is doing it like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's still out here. I mean, yeah. Like I said, it's just, I don't know what... I don't know what Jay-Z owes Colin Kaepernick. I don't know their relationship, but it just seems like when they are connecting those, I don't know. I don't know what Jay-Z, like I said, I don't know what that relationship is. And I mean, I don't know if every move that, like, I don't know if Colin Kaepernick is the king of the NFL when it comes to social injustice. And he's like, you know, who, what I mean? who would you, who would you, Frank White, who would you, from the king of New York, like, who I, would if, you if think a move gets me, I want in. Who would you think would be though? Malcolm Jenkins, because he capitalized off it. This is my point. And because he already he got the money from it. Like, he got I mean, the money from it first. This is why I don't understand why niggas is mad at Hov. Hov took money. Let everybody that was really involved in this shit got money first. Hov finally had a a real lane open up for him. It wasn't even him capitalizing off of it. It was the fact that the, the NBA, I mean, NFL really solicited him for this opportunity. So, like, you mad that he's taking it? Like, what's the conversation? Niggas is mad that he's seizing the opportunity? Like, you don't want to see a black capitalist? 
You don't want to see a humble black capitalist that speaks specifically to to issues that's affecting people, that's affecting niggas' favorite entertainers that he's handling. On a visceral level, on a surface level, that's what's happening. You judging niggas digging so deep into this shit, but at a visceral level, this nigga done. They say he done paid Lil Wayne taxes. Come on, man. He done got young t- 21 Savage out of out the joint. He got Meek Mills rolling. You feel me? He giving niggas checks. I don't see, like Dame Dash is talking this independent shit, but it still sounds like Dame Dash. This shit is still selfish. Who's Dame Dash putting on right now? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not saying like I hear Dame Dash and his sentiment, but Hove is putting them in the action of Dame Dash words. Hove is putting more niggas on than Dame Dash right now. That's my that's my facts. I hear that. I mean, that's not a that's I don't think that's up for debate. But obviously, the bull. That's but that was what he was saying though. Is that he was? He said, "I want to make people partners. Like I want to work with motherfuckers." He said he's, he's making, giving uh, Hov is giving niggas distribution. He's partnering he's with niggas. He's making niggas employees. That's Man, what he said. He just I mean, signed. I don't, I don't Benny know. the Butcher got a partnership deal. The Dream Chasers just got distribution. These is facts. Niggas just this is in the same time that niggas is talking. This is real time. So I'm not try, I'm not a Hove advocate or no shit like this. But come on, y'all know that this is happening. Like you on Instagram, Benny the Butcher just signed with the Rock. Dream Chaser just got a distribution deal. They didn't get it through MMG. They got it through Rock Nation. Come on, man. Right. So what is Hove not doing? They want to. What is a distribution deal in fucking 2019 though? Like who? Clearly everything for niggas. It's it's leverage. With what though? Like what, what you mean? Hove had if you know Hove had two hundred and fifty million just to do shows and tour, and he breaking that down, and he only breaking that down with a select few niggas. It's a sizable market share. It seems like, you know what I'm saying? He not giving anybody that. You know what I mean? It's only certain niggas with the Rock Nation look, and they major. And like I said, like this is not, like Dame Dash is a master. He knows what he's doing. He's controlling the narrative still. He tells you that. You you people people think it's a vulnerability with him. If you if you really ask him, he don't give a fuck. What he does give a fuck about is still getting to his bag and mastering what he does. And he has the people right now. You feel me? He has the people empathetically. He has them. You know what I mean? But I'm not a nigga that I see I see a little I see a little past all that and just know that. That's not my level of interaction with them. My level of interaction with them is that they pioneers and legends of the game. They spoke shit into existence. They materialized a lot of that shit into existence. And these niggas are very wealthy beyond everyone's wildest dreams. So, like, once again, this is the entertainment business. These niggas are doing their job to the umpteenth degree. I mean, it's telltale things from that shit that sound like... I don't know how up Dame is. He up though. He up enough. You just hear his aspirations to had a billion, and you know who's there. He's not. He's up. I'm definitely not saying he broke. I'm no, just he's up. It, it might be. And we niggas. To him, though, no. You know what I'm saying? He, he tells you that all the time. He says that himself. He says until he has a billion, he's broke. Okay. He says that. He that's on wax. You gotta give him that credit. That's crazy. That's the intersect for me. Because first of all, I want to shout out Nori and Drink Champs. But for niggas like us, like and shout out to Nori, because Nori knows this. Nori knows 
Dame Dash knows how to get that bag for sure. Everybody knows. You know what I'm saying? Dame Dash is a wealthy man, wealthy mind, wealthy spirit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was just saying that uh he would he had Marlon Wayans on there and he was right. and Marlon Wayans was like he got fucked over by Harry Weinstein right. on the scary movies and shit okay. like that. Like I guess they, I don't know what is the Harvey, situation. Yeah. I mean, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Who I say Harry? My yeah, fault. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he was saying that he was like, yeah, he was like, Norian was bigging him up like, yo, you a super superstar celebrity. Right. He was right. like, dog, I'm still flying first class. Right. I'm not flying private. Right. I'm not really up, like, and I'm right. like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? He, right. It's it's relative, but it was like, it's, that shit is real to him, like, he's got longevity. You know what I'm saying, and that's how he's still out, and that, and that shout out to Marlon Wayans and shit. Shout out to Marlon. Wayans. Shout out to Drink Champs, they came back. Also, did you see that the Tech Stone did a little podcast? Yo, shout out. I think my homegirl Lindsay nah, inter- interviewed. Shout out my homegirl Lindsay interviewed Marlon Wayans too. Okay. So, did you do you fuck with Textone? Yeah, I was on. I got some Textone shit. Yeah. You heard that jump? Yeah, where we at? Yeah, I got some Textone shit right in the queue. So speak on it. I mean, he had a little. He had a. I keep. I don't want to belittle it. Like I keep saying a little, but he he had a he had a podcast. He had a podcast in almost two years, and um, he dropped one via jail uh, from jail. It was basically just. Uh, he was more like the. He wasn't, you know, usually it's, if it's your podcast, you're usually the moderator. Usually, and he usually would have guests. He was like the guest on his podcast. He had a, a Cardi B homie. Hey, Z and Meek Mills have been working on a lot of um, prison reform. What's your thoughts on that? Man, I think this, I think that's beautiful, man. Especially with what Meek has went through, and like he's on probation. You know, after they had him, on, that's some, they had that dude pinned up for 10, 11 years on yeah, probation. That's, like, that's like unheard of. That's really some bullshit. And it's sad. And I think what they're doing is great, but what I think a lot of people need to focus on is the recidivism part. Like, you know, people coming in and out of jail, and I think that the the reason people come in and out of jail for the most part is because that law that they don't have to hire felons is the worst thing ever. People are actually in jail. If corrections is not correcting you, there's people actually in here trying to correct themselves. And if you give these people these these gigs where they can actually work for Fortune 500 companies, maybe they don't have to get the same amount that the person that went to college do, but give them like a probation period where it's like, yo, for three years you can have... Oh, oh my God. But you only get this much, but if you go past this three years of probation, you go meet what this other person makes because people are actually in here wanting to work. But what I've realized about the prison system and the school system in our neighborhoods is that they teach us the same thing in school that they teach us in prison. They teach us how to be employees, but they don't teach us how to be um, owners. They don't they teach us they don't teach us how to be bosses, you understand? And that's the discrepancy that I got with the that's the reason that recidivism is real high because people are actually going out there wanting to get jobs. But once you go out there trying to get a job for the longest, especially in New York City, this expensive city we live in, you don't got enough money to survive for these jobs that they're giving you. Like, how, after you pay for your Metro card, your cab or whatever, you get to work, you pay for your lunch, and then you pay for your daughter, like, you don't got no got money to do nothing, but you only get this much. But- that shit crazy. When I listen to that shit now, I'm thinking about where he was at saying all of this mm-hmm. shit, and I just know that niggas in there was just looking at him like, Nigga, you trying to kick all this knowledge? I need to make a call, nigga. I got like niggas was pressing him on the phone. Like that's that's. <laughs> it's not like he got a little private. Right. 
he on the whatever the phone is, he in right. that joint on right. that joint. And I mean <laughs> you talking about niggas ain't trying to hear that. Nah, nah, niggas ain't trying they to wait trying to hit my nigga the here. You talking all of this? Niggas be right. Like that's crazy, but it's like um, it was interesting to hear. I mean, just he definitely was in high spirits. It's like I don't know though. I mean, obviously the the shit is gonna play out in court, but I mean, he's saying that he didn't do that shit. Like I, he was saying that he changed, but it's like. The mileage that he had for Troy Ave, it seemed like it was real, though. It didn't seem like it was, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I don't. I can't speculate on that or nothing like that, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, he, this is what defines you as being real, and when you say this, you're real, like, you know what I'm saying? This is kind of what, you know what I'm saying? Separate you. From he do make you feel like he not even in the bing right now. He talking like he <laughs> right. He sound like he took that call in Bali. Like <laughs> <laughs> yo, he sound like he chilling right now. Yeah, he sound more energetic than me. Right, Shit, I'm chilling for sure. That's what I was about to say. He definitely super energized. And yeah, like, it's like that the whole. I'm probably where this nigga at to him. <laughs> But shout out to Texto. I mean, I guess free Texto. Sure. I don't know. Like, did he? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, is the shit's gonna play out in court? Like, is Troy have a liar or is he a snitch? Like, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Who and knows? He I'll was tell you one thing. Troy Ave trying to have a career. He having one. He's trying to. He trying to get this shit behind him and stay free. So, and in the meantime, make a hit. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, Textone could beat this. I, you know, I hope that Textone beat it. Textone beat it. That'd be. It's all in the lawyer's reach, man. That'd be the best you know, case scenario for him. You gonna beat it? You got some players in this corner. Charlemagne doing well with this platform. I'm sure Charlemagne is supporting Textone. Sure. Um, I'm hoved out though. I don't want. I'm hoved out. I'm hoved out. It's crazy that everybody thinks with this oneness in mind for the fuck shit. But things that can stimulate or just impact the world socially and globally, like, motherfuckers don't have this same oneness of mind. But when motherfuckers make a strong move that's going to impact people who already are paying for the red zone packages, who are not doing anything about any of these issues except just hemorrhaging the NFL more money. And the NFL is actually using that to give a person that you fuck with historically in your culture to do whatever he wants with the performances of our league that's representing these niggas who all listen to and party with and are represented by this nigga. You, everyone needs to fucking relax. You feel what I'm saying? I hear you. All these niggas pop ace of spade. All these NFL niggas is popping ace of spade. It's, uh, most of these niggas want to be represented by Rock Nation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Scott Forrest, you always baby. Robinson Cano, you coming with me. Come on, man. These niggas is putting it down out here, man. It's on some old school shit like... 
with Jose, we the only ones really moving like y'all say y'all do. They really doing it out here still. This is about to be 2020, nigga. The Rock, Hard Knock Life was 1998, 99. Like, this shit, these niggas is moving. That's all I'm saying. So, I really... I get disheartened sometimes because I honestly really wish that these niggas would just patch it up for the culture because obviously at this point like somehow even if it's not full time collaboration it's just one of them things that you wonder if it could never be but these niggas need to get it together because these clearly are the only niggas at that level who clearly know how to get to the bag extremely quickly for the culture you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I just feel like at a certain point for Hove, especially seeing his alliances with a guy like Steve Stout, that it's just not about being abrasive. It's about figuring out how do we get to the bag with these niggas because ultimately us getting to the bag will enable people to put their money where their fucking mouth is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Otherwise... It's just one nigga getting paid to come on a podcast or one nigga using the podcast as a platform to get paid and then other people speculating about the shit he's saying on their said podcast. But Hove telling you, we don't know what the fuck I'm going to be doing, but I got you to check with these niggas and I'm going to be doing whatever I want. Niggas is upset with that. And that shit I don't understand. Because these same niggas, if Hov wasn't on it, and they was putting Shania Twain on everything, and motherfucking, come on, man. Like, these niggas, y'all accept that Thursday night football with these country stars. I'm like, why the fuck are these country stars even on here? For who? Right. You feel me? And now Hov is addressing that for me, and I don't even fuck with the NFL, and that was a thing for me. Right. I've been the nigga who's been boycotting the NFL because of this. You know what I'm saying? Only fucking with Cam because his last name is Newton and he wears a black jersey with a panther on it. You know what I'm saying? Because of a nigga who says he arrived same day Fran Hampton died. I pick, it's not a battle. These niggas is like it's entertainment. And in this aspect, it's, neat, it's, it's beyond entertainment because like, like this nigga said, it's about social justice and reform, which a nigga has been allocating his resources, putting his money up for niggas, whatever. I don't care if it's a, I don't care if it's a tax write-off or whatever. The nigga's putting his money up, and like I said, I don't know Hove. I don't know this nigga. I do know that I was in the sky lobby one time. I came down to get some flowers for Lisa Cambridge Mitchell. Or some shit like that, and I came down and I was in the sky lobby and I ran into Tata. I don't remember what the fuck I was talking to Tata about. But this, I had this nigga's undivided attention. I do not know. And I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. I just was in the moment of whatever that moment was. And I just remember him just looking at me. Because if you're in the Sky Lobby, you have to be somebody in there. Anybody who know what the Sky Lobby is on 550... You can't just be in there without a purpose. So if you coming down out the elevator and the niggas is in the actual lobby, and you coming out towards the lobby, niggas see that and be like, oh, this niggas must be somebody. So the whole time Tata's trying to like, where do I know this nigga from? And I see that, and I'm just still talking to the nigga. Like, right. So 
he just gave me his like benediction or blessing or whatever, and you know Benedict. that that me up, you know, because them niggas is blessed niggas. Like right. I, that's what niggas have to understand. Like, don't you can say what you want about niggas who are doing everything you aspire to do, but that certain niggas know that that's a blessing to do. You know what I'm saying? So them niggas is blessed niggas. I'm not going, whatever, nigga. Like, but Tata. I turn around and I, t- I take the package back. I'm about to hop on the elevator. I turn around and see who Tata was like pregnant, pausing for me for when he trying to figure out where he know me from. But I'm just like, I'm just a young nigga from Philly. I'm up here every day. I'm grinding, you know, doing my thing, you know. Shout out to Job Records. Shout out to Zama Label. Shout out to Coach TJ, Promo Kid, Donis. Shout out to Toy Summer, everybody. Wiley, Sam, DP. Um, That's just that. Like, Hove was standing right behind him. Hove waited for me to finish talking to Tata. For he could have easily been like, who the fuck is this nigga? Tata, we out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Dog, that shit. I went back to my desk and I was like, had a moment. Because cause I was like, damn, that nigga really stood there and waited. And I didn't even peep him because I was, like I said, I was just talking to Tata. And I just was so moved about being in a moment with him in that moment. And just talking to that nigga about anything. So... I'm just not a nigga. I don't doubt niggas. Like, I got to talk to you about this. My man was tight because it came across the internet that they was like, oh, Mike Tyson said he smoked $40,000 worth of bud a month. Right. And my man was like, oh, wow. You smoke. He put, he threw me in it. He you smoke this. I said, I don't smoke at Mike Tyson's level. Right. Nor have I ever. And I said, this is a nigga who ran through a hundred million who was burnt out of three hundred million? Right. Who was spending like he had five hundred? This nigga had tigers. Right. This nigga used to give niggas uh, two million dollar chains and be like, "You keep this." Right. This is a wild nigga. Like you don't have. First of all, this nigga has issues. You don't have Mike Tyson issues in your life. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? This nigga has been Not accused of. He went through everything. He ran through the gangster gauntlet and the real life gauntlet. Like he ran through yes. every. He went through everything you could go through. He already lived a full life. And he was a mega millionaire, and he's still a multi-millionaire right now. So you don't think... I said, bro, niggas is... is he doesn't even have to be blowing through pounds at that level, just 40000 a month. I said, it's buds that cost 1000 an ounce. But the thing is, he sell weed, though. So That's why true. wouldn't he inflate it anyway? Yeah. Why not? It's, it's, it's coming back to him anyway. Like It's not like... He buying. He has trade. a team that lives in the places exactly. to smoke weed too. He has to pay for them. He has a right. corporation, so right. I it's know not this. Exclusively him. I know it's this. It's not exclusively him. But, but it was hard to break down. It was hard to break down to forty k a month in trade. Why did you see Jimmy's most expensivest? Yeah, if you get, but that's what I'm saying. They not only getting the thousand, but you right though. You they guess smoke, you can only people, smoke the thousand. They smoke at that uh, level. He's, the they only, smoke at that only, level. Where did he smoke a hundred J's a day? He's right. clearly only smoking them Jones halfway. <laughs> you don't believe me? In passing them. I don't think he smoked that much no more, for real. He bro. said he smoked a hundred uh, white papers a day. I don't believe that. If he did, he wouldn't have a voice. <laughs> you think There's no way he Why? Have Some a people voice. have power over you. don't think he's a Will Chamberlain of, of, nope. of blood smoke? Not anymore, no, because he's in shape now. But when he was like... 
when he first got on, when he was he really... He still blow even though he I know he weights. still blow. He probably blow more for rest and recovery. He probably do blow more, but it's not the same level, no, because he drank more. So I don't think... I don't know if he... I think he was getting it Speaking in. Speaking of and drinking, I, I got to relax. This Jack Daniels an old number seven. This shit is not for me. Like It's hitting you differently? Man, this shit, I need water, like... Wiz, Wiz, I just believe that Mike Tyson definitely smokes at the level that he says he does, even if he is inflating it. I mean, it's of course he inflating it, but it's a good thing to inflate it if you got a weed. If you own a dispensary or a weed farm, you know what I mean? What I got for you. But that's cool, too. Oh, let, let, what you about to get into? Because I got yeah, I just to wanted to talk to you about, hold on, I wanted to talk to you about this, too. She shouted, she screamed louder than Joe Button. She screamed on Joe Button. Like, that shit was cool. Like, I mean, obviously, what he gonna do? Shout back? Like, on her show? Like, no. Like, he gonna take that shit on the chin. Like, that was just, you know what I mean? It's a part of the game. Like, I don't know. Like, what What did you, what do you want him to do in that moment? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, it, I have no opinion. I just thought that was hilarious. It you was know, funny. Like, I mean, it's just, you I, know. I'm, I'm plotting on this. Is Church's Chicken giving us a, a chicken's? Church's I'm, Chicken is not it. And that's that's a great segue that you mentioned Church's oh, Chicken. Oh, I got to intersect for because, you. Because um, The Better Box about. opened up on Frankfurt Avenue. It's a store? or it's a, it? it's a We should go get some. We should go. We're going to have to go preview the general TSO cheesesteak, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, but you mentioned churches, and I'm, that brought me to Broad and Airy. Okay, Max's. I mean, Max's, yeah, but no, I'm talking about 15 for Airy. I'm talking okay, about the right Airy Ave shooter. I'm talking about okay. John Wick. John Wick. You know what I'm saying? Let's I'm go. I'm talking about the legend. Let's they made go. him a legend, Maurice Hill. For but, sure. This nigga is accused of shooting six police officers on a raid. The story for me and everything that transpired, when it happened, I was watching it on Twitter and shit, and they said three cops got hit, and then they said three cops got killed. And it's like, damn, this shit's serious. This nigga killed three cops. They trying to get him. Then they said it, it went up to six cops with a shot, and they don't know how many fatalities it is. Then it transformed to it was six cops hit, and they all got grazed. Damn, you only grazed six cops? Like, in a, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a that's a wild number to graze. Like, it, you know what I mean? Not one of them got hit, hit. 
I told you they were bulletproof vests, so. Right, and that means he didn't hit none of them in the vest, or if he did. It grazed them. It called it and grazed them. No, they had like arm, one nigga oh. got grazed in the head. Like, those is crazy grazes. Like, I don't know. Like, have you have you ever, like. No, I don't want to answer this. I'm just keep. Have you ever gone to target practice and only point. hit, like, the line, like, the outline? Yeah. Or only the outline. Sometimes. Like, it's very rare. Like, on a one joint, when you empty out a clip. <laughs> You hit. You only hit the line. Imagine you only hitting the line. The whole joint. You was either missing or you was on the line. Right. Nothing hit body mass. Nothing hit any body mass. Right. Like, nothing. And they said he was letting off hundreds of shots. It's crazy. I saw his lawyer talking to QDZ, and it just felt like a a movie. I was like, this is wild. Like. He's, first he was just telling a story and then he was like, yeah, I told him. He said, yo, unk. And I'm like, wait, unk? You was uncle? Right. And I was like, then he was like, it just it was just like, damn. He was like, yeah, are you going to come out? Then the lawyer, it was also was his lawyer. He said, right. So then he was saying how the lawyer was saying he got the commissioner or somebody kicked off the call so they could keep talking and make sure he came out. I'm just like, is this a movie? I just was... I saw I was thinking about I looked at it and I seen like the whole force they shut down Broad and Erie. Like it was like the whole it was a at least the whole a whole two districts was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And SWAT was there. Mm-hmm. And I seen like the aerial shots, the aerial shots, it just seemed like it was some drills going on amongst that shit. I don't care what the situation was at some point. Right. Somebody made some other exercises go on out there since niggas is all out here. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know where that stands. That's just my personal opinion, my personal two cent. Right. But I don't know. Like, but for six officers to not be uh, wounded, like that's a crazy. That's a crazy scenario. I mean. I mean, I never heard. I mean, it's just an interesting situation. Well, really, and then what the icing on the cake was, the commissioner resigned, like, the next week. I saw that, and I saw that Kenny said that he was reluctant to fire him. And I said, whoa, are you going to fire him? Is he resigning? Like, who knows? But apparently some federal uh, sexual harassment allegations popped up intra office I'm just all I want to say is this this is my hot take I'm leaving I just want go ahead the some federal allegations popped up for uh Richard Ross the intersect is his name is Rick Ross and he was the top cop that's my hot right. take and intersect I always told people that in the irony is that his his reign has come to an end Rick Ross is the real. Council in the it's week, too. It's the too week real. That Port of Miami yes. two comes out. Yes. So now it's only one real. And he's Rick still Ross in the I, the, the intersect. He steals the national headlines too. Richard Ross, the real uh, one of the other real Rick Rosses, <laughs> who's the top cop in Philly, 
This they, shit, Philly is really Hollywood now, because... It's definitely not Hollywood. It's like, semi, it's hood Hollywood. But that's what I'm saying. Right I better not see no aerial shots from none of this shit in a movie or none of that you shit. Probably, I better not you see... probably going to. I don't want to see nothing related to this incident in a movie, in a, in a TV show, any of that shit, because... We are... Once I'm, you, not, I'm not a sheep, man. And I, can, I watched that shit, and it just felt like... It felt like a production. It didn't feel authentic. And I feel like if it was really a nigga out there letting off 100 shots, are you really letting people still just congregate outside? I feel like they would make people really go inside. Like, you can't be out here if it was really, like, an active shooter. Like, they had the candy lady out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, the news was out there. It was people on the ground level. Like I don't know how close they were to the situation, but just period. They had, it was at 15th and Erie on 15th Street, and they had brought an Erie shutdown. So, why wouldn't they have, and I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they was at, I don't know where they was at. You know what I'm saying? So, maybe right. they was, but I feel like it was people on Erie Ave. It was people who lived there. You had to let them go home and shit. Right. I don't know. Like that, that shit was just a little weird to me. I'm not questioning the authenticity of it. It's just a lot of shit that in those type of situations, the probability of this being the outcome, it just don't seem. It. I always tell you, Philly always intersect pop culture set and trends for better or for worse. So even if it was the semblance and the image of this, of this happening where motherfuckers in the height of the narrative of the story being the police being the most brutal, and the most vicious and then you get to see a black man just come out in handcuffs after negotiating a deal it feels so real to people but when all actuality just seems to be what happened because a nigga got fired behind this that was getting major money and this was lets me know it's really real and the lady that's coming in behind or him, it just mean lady, that he wasn't really trying to keep talking about this you know if, if, if it was fake and they like well yeah. we gonna just fire you that's what I'm saying right. I'm not trying to say mm. that that's the thing but I'm just saying I watch Scandal and I Scandal and I seen a lot of yeah. corrupt crooked shit go on on that show and it's like that show enlightening me to that shit just make me question everything and look at that shit open minded it makes sure. me look at everything open minded even if everything that they tell us is real right i always have to have the skepticism to it because i mean i wasn't there when it happened facts that's all and I, i'm not saying that it's fugam or none of that it's just It's just a wild situation. It's just to see to if you told me six cops got shot, how many of them would you say died? Damn, saying no like, clue. A, huh? No clue. Right, and how many of them would you say got grazed? No clue. But if I told you all six of them got grazed, you would and you would be like, what? The nigga shot six cops. He only grazed them all six. <laughs> like that my shit. segues is irrelevant and crazy. But side note. Coming to America 2 is being filmed at Rick Ross's crib mm. in the Promised Land, Georgia. The farmer at Vander Holyfield Estate, 222 acres of lush land. You know mm. what I'm saying? Shout out to Eddie Murphy, man. Been making major moves. He got Dolomite coming to Netflix. That's crazy. That. He got Dolomite coming to Netflix starring is that, Mike is, Epps. Is that a jab at 50? What? 
buying Evander Holyfield. Of course, that's a part of the narrative. These niggas are at the highest level of storytelling. It's entertainment, yes. Because Fifty on Mike Tyson crib, and it's it's a pit money pit for him. I just saw an episode of of with a boy of million dollar listing, and they had they had Fifty in the house. In the Connecticut, in the Connecticut joint, this is a nice ass it? I'm not sure. As of that episode, he had held on to it. I and he donated it. the club to like a nonprofit for kids or some shit. What you mean, it's donated a, what? It's a club inside of it. I think he like uh, gave it to like a daycare or something. He kept it. He made like a foundation for it for like a summer retreat. That's what he did with it. He turned it into a nonprofit foundation. The crib? Like the crib. Yeah, he uses it for summer, like people from the inner city to come out and have a summer uh oasis type of summer. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he flipped it like that. It was just creative. Which is it gets it off his hands, he gets public funding. I mean uh whatever, however way. That's vicious. Yeah, but but it, yes, absolutely. Which is why Ross is a genius doing in cold blood. That's Ross's narrative. That's a part of what makes him makes him relevant and puts him That's in that category. That's a wild category. part of the beef that, like, is just, like... Because he got the... He's getting... About, like, because it's been a prosperous move for him. Beat Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, multiple, yeah, for sure. Rick Ross getting Evander Holyfield created and, and 50 it's, Mike Tyson. It's an excellent, excellent allegory. It's exceptional timing. It's very tasteful. It's the perfect analogy. It's excellent. It's very, like, Rick Ross is very, he's very much, he knows what the fuck he's doing. He's the anti-50, but he's just as real. You feel what I'm saying? Which is why he was like, you know what, I'm Rick Ross too. He really, really, he smartened up. He said, listen, you you not Rick Ross beyond the statute of limitations. He was in jail for 20 years. That's double. I'm Rick Ross too. You feel me? So you might have to pay me some lawyer fees now. Biggest. He's giving you the whole finesse. I'm just trying to draw it for you, you feel me? He's I, giving you whole finesse at niggas, cuz. He's giving you Hope would have gave the real Rick Ross a job if that's what y'all the the you way y'all paint the way y'all paint Jay Z. Well, a mill a mill's not on uh Rock Nation. Like what, what do you, a mill gotta do? Can I get a what what? That was Jiggs first platinum juicy niggas don't know their history. Can I, I get a what what? Do with the other. They also say, Can I get a what what? That's Jigga Dream. Before we close out, I want to throw the ball John Wick back in the fire. Yo, they shout say, out to all my hip hop heads that know what I just they said. They say too. he was a federal informant, too. Uh, not only did he Let's shoot see. grade six cops, he a federal informant. What other person is more qualified to not kill a cop than a federal informant? You know what I'm saying? To execute this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Nobody getting critically injured is what makes me question this shit. That's the only, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's the the attacker or the fucking people he was attacking. Somebody has to get critically injured. Not not wishing that on nobody. I'm okay. glad that it ended the way that it did. And if this shit was 100% authentic. But we've seen this shit play out 99 other times. And every other time it's been... It's been worse. That's a fact. It's been worse, and this shit caught national waves. That's a fact. And it and it was actually like kind of chill. Right. It doesn't do. But that's because it's, Philly always has to trim for this type of shit, man. But this doesn't do anything for your gun bill. Whatever you trying to revoke, like we talking about a federal informant nigga who not like legally supposed to be in possession of anything, having a. Uh, 
I guess they want to just ban ARs altogether. They don't want them drones at the street level. They just no don't way want that's any. gonna happen. They don't want black people to have ARs. They're coming to like, the streets first. I'm about to get an AR. Like <laughs> that's the next gun I'm grabbing, dog. Like it's the AR, dog. Yeah. Fuck what niggas is talking about. Dog came with guns. My niggas came with tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Being too gully on the bloomers. Man. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here and slide to the better box. They That's what it is, up. man. We we done, man. That, we we wrapping it up now. Like we gonna uh, bow out with a, a Jeezy track, or you want to do another track off the Ross? Oh, I gotta give Jeezy some love. At the same time, who just dropped some shit that I'm respecting? Oh, Max B. The Max and, B had a whole situation. Oh, a and Max B got a dream. It's I ain't hear it. I gotta hear that. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but that's it, man. Let's. Oh, shout out oh. to Bleak. It's been twenty years since Bleak. One of Bleak albums. I forget which one. Well, but I'm Bleak heavy. So nine nine. It must have been the. Uh, yeah. That was his first album. Came out on nine nine. Nah, eight his first one. Nah, eight. Nah, eight was his first one. So nine yeah, nine, nine is the uh, the understanding. What is that? Yeah. The understanding. Yeah. Do my ladies run this mother? Bleak used to be killing shit. Do my ladies run it? Fat, fat ass is a fat stomach. Roll a hand if you blunt it. Go on, if you blunt it, grab it. Oh my nigga. That's... Damn, yo. That, yo, understand oh, that. Dutch, like, Dutch and uh, Lava just dropped some shit. A project called Glory. Shout out to them. Um, we back off the cookies. But that's what it is, man. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. And we we continuing to celebrate our one year anniversary with the next episode and possibly the next episode after that. So and a, and a drinking gang coming soon. So tune in, man. Fuck hold on, this, hold on, man. hold on. I gotta yo Detroit player get at me, JB get at me, uh, Riz Reese get at ease get at me get at. We need y'all for the roast. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it going, late bloomers. OGEs, shout out to Uptown Tone, um, Wild the King, late bloomers over everything. Peace. My son works. No philosophic, you preach with no power, barely speaking. Youngest slide right beside me, thought he caught me. I was reaching, cause I peeped him, could've popped him high up. He was sleeping, should've rocked him, but I'd rather roll my entourage. Yo, from the era when Mace was hotter than Hove, chart topping with Cam. Used to ride the bench, had to put in some time just to get off the pine. Bitches all in the stands, trying to get in my mind, uh. Little nigga trying to get in they pants. Used to ride skates, cause I couldn't really groove, uh. Till the women told me nigga how to dance Told me how to walk, told me how to strut Told me dig it in, all up in they All up in they Gucci I was wearing Coogees, I was just a lover man I was in the church on the corner I'll reverend Nigga giving reverence, weighing out my sins Why these niggas count my blessings and trying to count my Benjamins Nigga not a friend of his, nigga not akin to him Nigga just befriending him, cause they see the money coming Bitches get they tummies tough, just to get a glimpse of him Just to get a glance, hammer in my Pocket money coming out my pants, parachuting in, helicopter by the chopper, better get up on your ship and niggas tip you off your rocket. They was talking nice, I was talking big, they was talking pop, I was talking jig, Mace was coming out, and he was getting rich, now y'all niggas co-signing whack shit like it's legit. They was talking nice, I was talking big, they was talking pop, I was talking jig, Mace was
coming out And he was getting rich Now we co-signing all this whack shit like it's legit I ain't trying to rap like a ghost I'm trying to drive one I ain't trying to be like a legend Cause I arrived, son I've been rapping L since Flex Was in the tunnel with Cap My uncle smuggling drugs My grandma moving in packs I saw this shit as a toddler Before my tonsils dropped Before I uttered the word I had a sponsor I, They say I'm shy and reserved But I'm a monster master Roll herbs a ganja Green pastures faster Get it over Fly it Acrobatics Clock it Mathematics Stop it Just for profit Have it Caravan your mugger Cross land and atlas Bad Addy, drop it, just to have some cookies B-hop, your block up, we don't play with rookies Execution the ruler, with the wave of Aruga Take a trip to the triangle, get past the Bermuda When the messengers speak up, just know we game at the shooter They was talking nice, I was talking big They was talking pop, I was talking jig Days was coming out, and he was getting rich Now y'all niggas co-signing whack shit like it's legit They was talking nice, I was talking big They was talking pop, I was talking jig was coming out, and niggas getting rich, oh shit, that's how I felt as a young boy, yo, I used to listen to this beat every fucking night, dog. crazy thing is, when I first seen Harlem at night, it was just like, it was just like I felt how it makes you rap, 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 I fell asleep on the 125th in Lenox, at 4 in the morning, and woke up at 9 in the morning, my car running, my car running. Let me get this last part. Let me hear it one more time. Let me hear it one more time.
episode of the Full 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 Podcast. My man, the councilman, Isaiah Thomas. What's good with you, Zeke? What's good? Excited to be on the inaugural episode, ready to talk some sports, as you know we love to do. I mean, so uh, Full 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 Podcast is called the Full 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 Podcast. Um, because for those of you who don't know, back in 1983, the Sixers had uh, a absolutely amazing NBA Finals run in which one Moses Malone uh, uh, was coined the phrase of saying that the Sixers were going to go faux faux and faux. Back then the series was, uh, well the NBA playoffs was only three series um, and he predicted that uh, they were going to sweep them, go four games, four games, and four games. Uh, they, uh, uh, they ended up not doing that because in the second round, I think it was, they lost one game to the Bucks. The Bucks with Sidney Moncrief, Marcus Johnson, and however. But anyway, that's the namesake of our uh, little podcast we got here, Philly Sports Podcast. Heavy Sixers talk, heavy Eagles talk, NBA, NFL, and any other, uh, any other um, news clippings or pop culture that happens to sneak into the sports atmosphere. And I mean, how you feeling today, Zeke? I'm feeling uh, optimistic. Yeah. You know, uh, Philly's on the seesaw right now, but, you know, um, <laughs> exciting to watch. We got, got Charlie Manuel back. Right Shout out yeah, to Charlie Manuel. Cool. Charlie, Charlie Manuel. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we have an Eagles team that has a lot of talent and, of course, um, a Sixers team that I anticipate. And, you know, I have my bias that I must throw out there because I'm a diehard Sixers fan, but I, I anticipate having a memorable season next yeah. year. Let's dive in right. We can dive right into the Sixers then, man. Football. We'll save football for last since that's okay. coming up. Okay. Yeah, we'll be talking a lot of football, I'm assuming. Over the next, yeah, over the next couple of weeks, you know, yeah. I look wait, forward yeah. to talking know. sports on the show. Absolutely. Um, so, so absolutely. But Sixers, man, how you feeling? So let's. Where's your Where's your optimism stemming from, man? Where's I mean, so from? first of all, I do like the free agent moves and the off season moves. I think that we got much better defensively, and I think that's important in today's game because the way the game is trending, it is becoming a game that is a lot of three in wings, mm-hmm. right, and, and athletes and things of that capacity, but. That is the way that regular season basketball is trending. And what we are watching is that playoff basketball is totally different than regular season basketball. So, you know, while it is important to have, like, a good record and things of that capacity, while it is important to make sure that we put ourselves in a position to have the highest seed we possibly can when it comes to making the playoffs, you know, it's also important that we put ourselves in a position to be able to compete on a high level once we actually get into the playoffs. And I think that's what our off-season moves did, is it probably it made us be- a better playoff team, anticipating, um, first and foremost, uh, Joel B, who I think is the most important piece to the team. Jojo. Um, you know, takes the moment serious. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I think uh, he takes the moment serious. <clears throat> I, think the, I think the moments leading up to the moment, he has to take more serious. The so to me, the moment the, is the entire season. Got you. You know, so this moment, this season right here, you know, he might not never get this shot. Again, you just never know. You never know what injuries might happen. You never know what Absolutely. trades might happen. Absolutely. You know, things in the NBA are happening fast, especially nowadays. So, you know, this moment, I feel like when you look at the East, you know, it's it's vulnerable. Hell yeah. It's vulnerable Hell right yeah. now. So, um, you know, first and foremost, Joel, Joel taking – taking advantage of the moment, recognizing the seriousness of the moment and the season. And, you know, every time he's not playing, every time he's off, you know, those moments are just as important as those big free throws in the fourth quarter when you're talking about him. Right. 
Next is, of course, Ben Simmons. And I think, um, you know, I'm in agreement with most folks. It's time to take jump shots. Yeah. He has to. It's just it's just a part of basketball. You know, you... Have you been seeing the offseason uh, clips? I mean, they mean nothing. I know. You know, I know. they, they I know. mean nothing. I, 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 think, I think those clips just put more pressure on him to take jump shots. Right. So, I guess he's ready to take jump shots. That's right. why he's putting that out there. Um, but I think that's important. It, it shows, like, a certain level of growth and development that just has to happen. I mean, we're talking about taking jump shots here. So, like, you know, I'm a big Ben Simmons fan. We're not, even, we're not even to the point of making jump shots. No, we're just no. talking about taking jump Absolutely. shots. Physically taking the jump shots. Absolutely. Which is like, you know, a, a conversation you never thought you had about a person who has, like, the type of superstar potential that he has. Right. Keyword potential. Right. Superstar potential. Right. Uh, that he has. And then, I mean, after that, of course, is, to me, after that is uh, no doubt Brett Brown. Who uh, I believe thank, is thank on the hot you. seat. Thank you, uh, thank sure. you, and that's yeah. definitely on. That's definitely my next question or a, a big question that I have. I'm I'm always uh, uh, accused of being hard on Brett Brown on, and I just I just I just see basketball. I see basketball. I feel basketball, and a lot of that stuff that he do is analytics. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, for one, the subs. I don't like. I don't like choreographed subs. I like I'm more of a game feel. I like choreographed subs subs in the regular season. Because I, I think most of the time in the regular season, especially the first three quarters, fourth quarter you gotta kind of go right. by who playing the best. But I like it. I like it in the regular season because it assures that you don't coach off of emotion and you make sure people's minutes are managed the right way. So for the first three three and a half quarters in the regular season, I do think it's good for the long term. You know what I mean? Because you get emotional, you get caught in the game. A guy get on fire, you want to leave him in the game. And right. if you going to stick to that. So I, I that part I kind of like. But I, I think the issue that he runs into is I think he just has a bad feel sometimes yeah. when them subs actually do matter. Because <laughs> everything you're so used to everything being like choreographed. I don't know. Because it's, it's, that's part I'm, of culture, right? It's it just is. to have that natural instinct to know who to put where or what play to call. Like, that's something that you can't really – I mean, analytics could help you, but right. your gut is a little better at and that. that's what I, I don't – and that's – to me, that's what I don't see with Brett Brown. I don't see the gut feeling. I don't see the in the moment, man, maybe if we make a little adjustment right here, we can come out. It's like he lives and dies with whatever he put on the chalkboard before the game. I, yeah, and that's I, see, I be you feeling what I'm that. saying. Yeah, that, I like do the end game adjustments, yeah, he's not I paying do, attention I do agree to. With that. Well, damn, it we, seem like it. I don't yeah, know if that's I mean? what is going on, that, but it do that, seem like. Yeah, it. that's my problem. It's not enough. I don't see enough of his gut. Him going with his gut feeling. I see him going with whatever the game plan. It's too much of analytics. Like analytics say, it's going like the game going to turn this way or it's going to happen this way. And I mean, I, I think we he I think they have to shift away from that now. Yeah, just yeah. for the simple fact of the personnel, the roster. Right. I mean, if you look at last year, our offense, we were a heavy three-point shooting team. We were probably one of the top three-point shooting teams as far as attempts right. in the league. Right. Um, with the personnel changing the way it has, you know, you go from like a J.J. Redick in your starting lineup to an Al Horford in your starting lineup, which, yeah. you know, of course, they play two different positions. But right. just speaking of, you know, who that next option of score is, right? Like right. last year you had like a, a big three and then you went J.J. Redick. Exactly. This year you kind of have a big three and – now you're going Tobias Harris. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Al Horford. I'm right. sorry, because I consider Tobias Harris the third. third, third yeah. Based on the money Definitely. they paid him, he got to be the third. So the, then, output, the output better know. say big three. I know so, that. so, yeah, and that's I'm what not, I'm saying. So, you I'm go not, from Al Horford. I mean, you go from J.J. Redick as your fourth option right. to Al Horford as your fourth option, which clearly is showing that you have to do something different on offense than what you did you absolutely last you have year. To. Not only offense, but I think defensively, too. I mean, I think um, you're better defensively Absolutely. Now. 
Absolutely. For sure. I don't Absolutely. think there's no question about that. that you because got uh, what you call them um, uh, took it to us. Uh, Toronto. Toronto. Not even Toronto as much as uh, and, uh, Kawhi just at times when he was just walk, they would just get bucked to go to the lane, getting buckets. Um, JoJo getting in foul trouble early. I think Horford takes a lot of pressure off of JoJo and uh, 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 um, just, just being, as my dad used to say, in the paratroopers club. Just being the only one down there, the only threat in the paint, getting in foul trouble, attempting uh, all the uh, going after every uh, uh, shot block attempt yeah. when you don't have to. Horford kind of makes people think twice about those shots. You ain't just going in there with reckless abandon with two jokers in there yep. that's seven foot. You know yep. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so especially with the quality perimeter defenders that you have too. Absolutely, it's a good combination. I, so I'm excited. I think you know, and, and with the lack of superstars in the East, right? You figure. There's no reason for Embiid not to be the best player in the East. Right. You know, uh, um, folks who might disagree with me will probably argue the Greek freak. Either way, I can't. You know, you're not you're not put in a position where you got to overcome a LeBron, right? Or or Durant, right? You know, that's not what is in front of you right now. Or even a Kawhi, as we seen last year. Kawhi, I guess, put himself in that in that close to it. Close I mean, I'm not gonna say he's I mean, in a LeBron Durant category. Me personally, I know other people are. And they just take it way too far. But in my opinion, one season, no matter how good it is, doesn't put you in the category of guys like LeBron and Durant, in my opinion. I feel that. You know, you could talk about a Paul Pierce maybe and people in that universe or, you know, folks like that. But I don't think it puts you in a LeBron-Durant conversation. But that's what I'm saying. He doesn't really have, you know, those type of hurdles in front of him this season, speaking of Embiid. So if you consider yourself one of the best players in the league – you know, your, your, your ceiling should be the finals. Like, you should right. be saying, I'm going to make it to the finals. And once you get there, well, anything can happen. Right. Depending I, on who you're yeah. playing, what the matchup is. Yeah, I, too, I too am optimistic. Um, I was optimistic last year. I've been optimistic about the two young guns since we've gotten them and since I've seen them uh, play extended minutes, that being uh, JoJo and Ben. Um, I'm, I, I, too, am I, – I, I guess I'm a little bit – um, and I don't want to say lenient on Ben, but I look at it different. And you always know I look at I look at things kind of different. Weird, some would say, but we got a we got a guy in the league who's bombing from forty feet at, at with a with at at, a, at regularity in Steph Curry. You feel what I'm saying? So I always think in my head, who's to say we can't have the opposite end of the spectrum? A guy who don't shoot jump shots at all, but find a way to get to the basket. Like, what if Ben Simmons become that player? And I'm not, I'm not asking for an answer. You can definitely chime in, but I'm just saying that's what my mind tells me. I mean, I that player is called Greek Freak to me. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that Ben, I think, I, I, I'm not going to, you know, I just, I like Ben and I like the yeah. players going to develop. I just think that it's not, I, I, when you watch him shoot, he doesn't really shoot a terrible shot to the point where he shouldn't be attempted it at all i think he's supposed to be right-handed and that's part of the problem well i had that theory myself too i think his moves and every the way he he ends up he finishes around the rim with his right hand a lot instinctively it's times where he can clearly do a left-handed layup and he goes right often and a lot of his a lot of his moves his one-on-one moves when you pick the ball up if he were to shoot it with his right hand i think he would be on better balance or you know what i mean to get the ball off rather than that awkward lefty kind of screwball that he shoots. Yeah, I mean, it's too late now at this yeah, point. I just don't is, think, you know, I, we, we've seen a lot of bad jump shots throughout the course of our time absolutely. watching basketball. His is not, I'm not saying it's great, but it it's, not, it's not. The it's worst not the worst that I've seen. We've seen, we've seen I, I, you know, you probably could name folks. I can name folks. I listen to the audience can name folks, but think about like Rashid a Bill Brokenburg Cartwright. Rasheed Brokenborough could shoot the ball, but his looked way worse than a lot yeah, of I mean, people. Bill Cartwright is one of right. the ugliest jump shots I've ever seen. Right. Sean Marion. Has one of the ugliest shots that I've ever seen. So, right. you know, it's 
it's it's I, there's no reason not to shoot it. You have to shoot it. It's a part of the game. Absolutely. And I do agree with you though. Like we got a guy who can you know get to the rim and finish very well right. with both hands and. You know, when you look at how fast he is, how explosive he is, how young he is, and also the type of defender he is, and his will to want to win. I think um, the sky's the limit. I think it starts this season. I think this is an important season for this group and for us, and I think it's imperative that we make it to the finals. Like we have to. We have to. I'm. I'm also, uh, as you said, um, just to piggyback off what you said, I also think that JoJo needs to be the uh, clear-cut, undoubted player in the East. It can't. It's. It's not. Can't be. But he has to quiet those Greek freak rumblings, um, um, and just be the, the dominant he, force. See, that he he's is. not. He's not going to quiet them because there's always going to be people who just like that's their guy, right? You know what I'm saying? And Greek freak is going to play at a level where he's going to make it a conversation. But at the end of the day, it needs to be Embiid, right? Because right. the one thing Embiid is is a defensive force that I feel like is a little different than what the Greek freak is. So you know their numbers are going to be what they are, but Embiid, his strength has always been, you know, uh, the point differential, the, the point difference from when he's on the floor to when he's not on the floor. Right. And his ability just to dominate the paint and make it just tough for the opposing team. So right. he has to be that. That has to be the difference, in my opinion, that makes, that separates Embiid from him. But I just, I think it's, it's going, it's nearly impossible because you got them people who just, they Greek, I, people right. have been saying Greek freak the MVP for two seasons now. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I, <laughs> I mean, agree. they've been wanting this. Thing. Yeah, I agree. You know I mean, I like agree. his international been, yeah, brand yeah. is like pushing basketball. Especially when you the, get a name like a the Greek Freak, yeah, it, sa- it almost mean. it sounds cool to say. It yeah. almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, all, it's a all of that comes with it. You know, the game is going national, yeah. right? And who's a better sell, him or a James Harden? You right. know, right. he's a great national, a global, not national, yeah. global. He's a great global. Yeah. And and then number three is kind of in conjunction, and it's um, the role players, the free agents that we did sign. And Brett Brown, and I think that Brett Brown had, he has, he's on, he's on the hot seat, and he has to, I feel like he has to, like we were alluding to earlier, uh, not only the guts and showing us that he knows what how what to do in certain situations, um, um, in these games, but I also think that he has to, he has players, these role players that he has to utilize and shows that he knows how to utilize in certain situations. He has these Mike Scotts of the world. He has these Tobias Harris's of the world. He has these uh, 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 Al Horfords of the world. Um, it's easy and clear cut for us to sit here as we're doing right now and say what we need Ben Simmons to do, who we need Ben Simmons to be, what we need Joel Embiid to do, who we need Joel uh, Simmons to be. But I think it's part of that coaching for him to find how to utilize Al Horford, a guy who's been in here in this league. He's been used this way. He's been used that way. We don't really know how Al Horford works for us. I think that that's something that a coach has to find out. You know what I'm saying? Tobias Harris, yeah, he was here last year, and he did a little half season, um, had some games here. But as we saw in, uh, in the playoffs, he struggled a little. I think it's up to Brett Brown to reach in. He has to bring something out of Tobias Harris and learn how to utilize him. I don't think that those are things that players, uh, even at the NBA level, have to figure out on their own. You feel what I'm saying? I think that that's what makes the Brad Stevens, the Doc Rivers, the uh, 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 who am I missing here? It's a lot I of mean, other based coaches. on the money they pay Tobias, he has to, right? Right. I mean, that's why he's that's one of the many things that puts him on the hot seat. Right. Absolutely, he I think to. so. I think so, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm like, saying. Tobias I'm, has to be our clear cut yeah. number three scorer, go to guy at times, which means it's not going to just be come off a curl shooting threes because right. that's not what's best for right. Tobias. He's right. going to need opportunities to post. Right. Right. He's going to need opportunities to curl to that rim. Right. He's going to need opportunities to just go ISO 15 Absolutely. Feet and out. Absolutely, Zeke. And it's because I don't 
for one, I'm not talking to you as much. Well, you know, I just moved back to the city or whatever. But and a lot of times, this conversation that I'm having, I'm trying to have in 140 characters on Twitter with somebody right. trying to explain to them about Brett Brown, and I'm having it with somebody who doesn't have the basketball know-how or resume that I do have, and 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 it's it's hard. But this is why I have this platform so that I can explain those things. But Brett Brown has to do that. Yep. It's up to the coach to bring that stuff out of players. That that has to fit within his game plan. Look at, looking at the guys that I have. What is, what are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? What can I make him? What what's what weaknesses can I make his strengths that'll help us as a team? This is all things that Brett Brown should be doing. It's not just uh, calling timeouts and uh, 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 subs. It's a lot that goes into coaching. I know you know. Uh, uh, you just won a state championship on the high school level. And you did you did a lot more than just substituting and calling timeouts, correct? Yeah, and, of and the rah rah speech. Absolutely. There is an X and O component that comes to this. There is an um, uh, a, a a motivational component that comes to this, even as an NBA coach coaching millionaires. Yep, I agree. There are there are coaches in the NBA historically and currently. Who have been who have coached millionaires and have gotten the best out of those millionaires? Yep, I agree. And I think now is Brett Brown's time to show us that you can do that. Yep, I agree absolutely. And I mean, we you know folks are critical of him. I'm not too critical of him. I think he has his good days and his bad days like anybody. But you right. know, he was a bounce of a, a a shot. You know, uh, that shot Kawhi made. You know, he's a couple bounces away from possibly making it. To 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 that uh, to the next round and to the Eastern Conference Finals and who knows from there. So yeah, but I'm, I think it can go either way. Yeah. I think it can go it can go. But that's, you know he can emerge and be the coach that some folks think he could be, or you know he can be fired by the end of the season. Right, and I one I, and I'm glad in hindsight. I'm glad that the Sixers lost to the Raptors the way they lost to the Raptors because if they win to the Raptors, it's kind of like fool's gold. Remember, I mean, you tell us about fool's gold. Yep. And that's, and that's what it is. You don't think Brett Brown got to improve if, the, if we win that series. You think Brett Brown does. You know what I mean? Besides it being the yeah, luck I, of the bounce. Me personally, I think, well, we won't even go there. We'll talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, we'll, we got plenty of, you mean, yeah, we don't yeah, have to, we, we can that. dive and delve in. You know what I mean? We, yeah. We'll get into our official preseason episode. But um, um, moving along, uh, uh, let's, let's move around the league, man. And let's, let's, outside of Philly, who are some of the teams, who are some of the players individually as the league moves from, the big three era, uh, so long to the big, uh, the big three era. Hello to the dynamic duo, uh, 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 unofficially, but that's what it's looking like. All the good teams got a dynamic duo. Yeah. Hello I think, to the dynamic um, duo. Who, who's some of the teams? Who are some of the players that uh, that kind of excite you that you got your eye on outside of the, uh, the home team? I think the pressure, first and foremost, I believe on on anybody is, is on Kawhi. Um, I mean, folks to talk about him as if he's the best player in the league. You know, if he's the best player in the league, he should win it again because his team is better. <laughs> no, I'm serious. His team is better this year than what it was last year. But that's – So I think the first person that the most pressure is on is him. If he's who – if he is who folks are saying he is, I'm a doubter. I don't believe Kawhi but why? is. Because is I don't it, believe – because, because, because I think sometimes – Is I think, it because the cheers are too loud right now? No, I, yeah, absolutely. I think that's what it is. Exactly. I think the cheers are too loud right now. When when I've I've watched this game for a long time, and I think um, you know championships are about greatness, but they're also about the right opportunity at the right time. And when you watch that uh, first Miami Heat Dwayne Wade championship, it was good one, but part of it was like right opportunity at the right time. Same thing with like that Dallas Mavericks. They earned it. They definitely earned it that year, but. You know, right opportunity, right time. Caught LeBron early. 
um, early in his time, Miami. I mean, I'm sorry. The but. last the last five years, Steve Kerr has been saying this is one of the reasons why I respect Golden State. Because I think they the first one though, their first one is like yeah. a right opportunity, right time one. But this, but the thing that Steve Kerr said, he said it about three years when they kept asking him. You know, you get in those uh, uh, the, the press ask you, man, you didn't won three of them now. Uh, how do you do it? They, 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 it's, it's looking like he's just orchestrating these seasons to go as the way they go. But Steve Kerr said it, it takes a lot. He said one, it takes. Of course, a good roster. He said, two, it takes a healthy team. Healthy and, is important. And he said, number three, it takes a lot of luck. He is adamant in saying that. It takes, just to pick, just to agree with what you're saying, yeah. it takes a lot of stars aligning each mm-hmm. year for you to win that championship, So, so man. if you're somebody who believes that Kawhi is the best player in the league, which folks are saying, if right. you believe he's one of the greatest small forwards of all time, which folks are saying. Dog, we was at a barbecue well, last week. They was putting him over Doc Z. So they was, they was getting, so, yeah. So, so I, see, I, see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Well, he has to win. He has to If he's this guy that I'm being told he is, he's the one who Kawhi has to win. Kawhi over Doc is sick. Well, Kawhi he has over to Doc win. I mean, sick. he has to win. That's the, So I think he has the most pressure on him. There, I mean, I think the next team stays in the same building, the Lakers. Right. And, I mean, the pressure really is on, first and foremost, they got to stay healthy. But if they do, the pressure is on really Anthony Davis, yeah. right, because you playing with Bron. Right. So, like, it's a lot of pressure that come with playing with Bron because nobody's going to say that he's not good enough right. and he's the problem. Right. He's right. not right. why right. they're winning. It's always Kevin Love. Right. Or Chris Bosh. Right. It's never Bron. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, that's it's a lot of right. pressure. And again, you know, if, if if Brian wants to show that he's still, you know, the king, he got to win. He hasn't had a Robin as good as Anthony Davis since who knows when. Right. So, you know, they're, them, them two, I believe, have, have the most pressure um, when you're talking about duels. You know, after that, I think a lot of pressure is on Golden State. You know, people are pretty much saying that they are a non-factor, which is, you know, if that if that happens – are people how are people going to look back at your your team and what you did leading up to this point? Is it does it impact the perception of dynasty? Because you know I I've, I'm one who would view the Golden State Warriors team as a dynasty, and and if that is who you really are at your core, when folks make that you know we did this before Kevin Durant got here, then you got pressure to win now too, right? So. You know, in that order, I'll say, you know, pressure number one, Kawhi. Next, Anthony Davis slash Bron. Mentioning Anthony Davis' name first. And then after that, you know, the Warriors with a combination of right, right, right. So they would be, the Warriors would be like 3A. And then 3B, of course, would be the Houston Rockets. 3B. I mean, you got two guys who are MVPs in this league who are in their prime who people have pretty much said you can't win with their style of basketball, and they're together now. Right. So it's pressure on them just as much as, you know, I believe the Warriors, for sure. It's a, it's a, this is a legacy season, you know. Like someone's legacy is going to be made, and a, and a few more people's is going to be tarnished a little bit. I agree. I agree. I think that Houston shit is going to be. Uh, I I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I don't really know. But um, the Warriors, I would say, uh, it's definitely pressure on them. I don't know if it's as much pressure as it's been in recent years, but it's definitely pressure on them. L.A. It's it's pressure. It's pressure on the whole. It's it's pressure on the whole uh, SoCal. 
the whole SoCal is under the microscope. And they, like you said, they play in the same building. They direct rivals of each other. They both made the hugest moves, I would say, in the offseason. It, I would say it's no, it's no more pressure in, in, in any building than the Staples Center. And that's for both teams uh, alike. I mean, so, they got they got to prove it, you know? Yeah. They got to prove it. Someone, someone's going to win the championship this year. And a lot of people won't. I think um, I think in the East, our biggest threat is Milwaukee. For sure. Absolutely. Not Boston. It's not Boston. No, I not think, yet. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not surprised if Boston gets it together and shows us some kind of uh, what we've seen in the past. They just have that kind of – I just think they have that kind of makeup of team that Brad Stevens likes to coach. Which I agree players, with. But, young players, but but they don't have the superstar power us, we yeah. do. And, and that's have, the thing. They don't right? have anything they can do with uh, Embiid. We took, we took what y'all had dealing with Embiid. And right. He plays for us now, so. So that was a, that was a huge chess move. Absolutely, just us in Beantown. So. so we can't we can't consider them in the same atmosphere. Yeah, but I don't like I don't I don't like Milwaukee in the series against us against against anybody formidable. Even if they were to well, I guess I, we would be the only ones. In the we have to see what they look like next year. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because we don't you know for them it's always about personnel and who they put around the Greek freak. And uh, you know I think. Um, I think they just don't scare anybody. I think when, when you're a team like the Pacers, right, you look at Milwaukee and say, yo, if we do, you know, A, B, C and stick to our game plan, we could possibly beat them in a seven-game series. When you're a team, a team like the Pacers and you look at the Sixers, it's like, you know, what are we going to do with Embiid? Right. It's just a different question. It starts there. It's not even about if you can beat us. It's the first question is, what are you going to do with Embiid? Right. Then we can start talking basketball. Then we can start talking basketball. Right. But if you ain't got nothing to do with Embiid, it's not it's even not, a conversation. There's no conversation. There's no conversation. You want to demolish you. Um, a couple more things. Uh, Boogie Cousins, I know you've seen that injury. Tragedy. Man. Tragedy, man. Tragedy. And I was saying that I think what, what ultimately happened was he suffered the worst possible injury at the worst possible time. He had just turned down that money from uh, New Orleans and then got injured in New Orleans. Then last year was supposed mm-hmm. to be the rehab year. Yep. And he's been chasing that like he was he like this all happened at the at the at the exact moment where he was supposed to be getting this big contract. And I think that's what's ultimately hampering him from getting back to being 100%. He don't feel as though he can sit and let that thing heal. Right. I think I feel I feel like I was just telling somebody I was like it might have been like a month or a month and a half, and I tore my Achilles. And that shit had me. That shit set me down. It's 2019, and we just played softball last week. I just started for like, man, my ankle feel kind of. It was my knees and my back. Like, and how long ago you tore it? 2013, six years right. ago. Right. And I'm just now feeling 100 percent not thinking about it because they say, yeah, you physically heal, but it's the mental. It's the mental part of it too because it just feels funny. Right. But I remember like a month or two after. It was a Nike commercial out. He was already in the gym. Remember, he was trying to and he hit the ball. I'm like, damn, it's kind of early. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm right. like, damn. It, it just makes you think about these athletes and the positions that they be put in. Um, um, they just like you or I. Yeah, he just, was, he, his situation was unfortunate. It was bad timing. I remember when he got hurt uh, with New Orleans when it all started, which put him in a position where he didn't get many offers. And right. then signed with Golden State, gets hurt a couple times there. Signs with the Lakers, gets hurt, hurt again. Um, 
You know, but he had some rough days in Sacramento and leading up to that. Yeah. And, you know, Vladi Divac didn't have the nicest words to say about him as he left Sacramento. Right. So, you know, you just kind of wonder, you know, how these yeah. things happen and how they end up working out. But I, I, either way, I feel like it's a tragedy. I wouldn't wish that on nobody. Uh, puts the Lakers in a position where they have to move in a different direction and sign somebody else. But I still think the same amount of pressure is on them. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't sure. think that Boogie... I don't think that adding Boogie raised or lower. I don't think right. that. I don't think that. You know what I mean? It, because of the because of the the predicament that we're talking about that he was in, he's injured. I don't think he's really. You ain't looking at him like twenty eight and twelve Boogie. Or right. I'm mean, not twenty eight. What I don't understand though is why they don't sign Carmelo. Like Carmelo's style mm, of basketball. You right to the fits. next. You right yeah, to the next. Yeah, yeah, because that's, next, that's the next it, subject. Man. Well, his style of basketball fits LeBron's typical isolation remedy teams. Right, most LeBron teams at some point plays. You know, of course, he wants to get up and down when he can. But at some point, once that ball gets slowed down there in the half court, right. most LeBron teams end up with some type of basic motion right. or a ISO basketball. Right, that's really what you'll see. So, you know, Carmelo fits in with that. He he'll, he'll come off a screen with some basic motion or set of screen. You could post him up eighteen feet out. You know, his last time he played, he averaged what fifteen, sixteen a game. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't understand why the Lakers. Don't sign Carmelo. Um, I don't understand why. Look at some other teams. I mean, the Sixers, I think we should look at them. I don't understand why we, we haven't looked at them. Right. We could use a scorer coming off the bench. I think that is the issue that we have is that we don't have a scorer coming off the bench. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think we should look at him. I don't, as, as long as he's not poisoned in a locker room. And I don't know that. And I, I would assume he's not at this point. He doesn't seem like he would even – like, why would that even be an option for him? He could just stay home. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, like, a, it's, it's a lot that makes you wonder – yeah. Um, I mean, I could think of a couple other teams that could probably really benefit from having, like, Carmelo in their rotation. And, right. again, the Sixers is one. The Lakers is one. Miami is another one. Um, you know, they have an opportunity to compete for the playoffs. I mean, you look at, you know, what they have down there. They can use some support. Somebody coming off the bench that can yeah. score the ball a little bit. Um, might not be too many teams in the West. But when you're in the East, a guy like that that can come off the bench, it can make the difference. Right. And you you win in a, a seven game series against somebody, right? Yeah, I, I think, um, and I'm a I'm a mellow guy, man. Mellow was my guy coming out of uh, coming out of Syracuse. Yeah, he just, was. Just watching him over the years, I just always liked Mellow's game, man, and just 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 loved him. And I just think that it's definitely a, a place for Mellow um, in this league. And I don't even think I think it's a no brainer, man. Um, like I said, it leaves you to wonder. Uh, the narratives. I just think. I just think that because sports is, is so heavy, entertainment. Um, and we'll get into the NFL in a little bit too. But I just, I just, the part about it I hate the most is the narrative part, man. It seems like the narrative. It always has to be some kind of narrative surrounding it. Like it just can't be clear cut. Like it just can't be. Well, we just don't want Melo on our team. It always has to be. Well, it was this, and then this was said, and then it was that, and then it was mm. like all like we like it's like. It's it's a, it's a, it's a grown man's league. Like we can't act like grown men all around on and off the court. And I mean in the in the and I mean uh, in the front office guys, like these suits that we have out here, man. These guys, uh, they hide behind these suits. They hide in these skyboxes. And it seems like so much is always on a player, uh, as far as uh, defending himself and and what have you. But it's always a narrative, and that's just the part of it that I hate the most because it's a no, it's a no brainer whether Carmelo Anthony should and could no be brainer. playing in this league. No brainer. Like it's a no brainer, yo. A no-brainer, but um, that's my take on it. I would like to see Melo suit up. I had a whole uh, when I first started about doing the four 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 podcast last uh, uh, last year. 
Remember my whole diatribe about Melo should be playing for the Hornets when Kimba was there? I remember you telling that, saying that. Yep. Like the Hornets were like holding, they were like uh, fighting in the like ninth, eighth spot in the playoffs at the time. Uh, Kimba was putting up ridiculous numbers. He had just gave the Sixers like 50, 60 points or something like On that. On like 40 shots. On like 40 shots. And I'm looking at the dudes that was on his team, like the Jeremy. Oh, you got 15 shots for Melo. Oh, man, 15. It was 25. (laughs) Yeah, like it was 15 of Kimber's shots and an additional 10 that them other Jokers didn't even want to take. Like it was Melo shots and and Melo time in Charlotte. Not to mention, fucking Jordan is 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 the owner of the team. That's Jordan brand right there. You come home, it's good. Off, off, off the court, on the court for your, you mean, all the way around. So it's like I, it's a no-brainer whether whether or not Carmelo Anthony should be playing in this league or not, man. And um, we'll, we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled on this season two of the Mellow Watch. Um, we'll probably have a Mellow episode again just to you know give give our state our case on why we think Carmelo Anthony should be playing in this league. Like I think people like on some Roy Jones Jr. stuff, y'all must have forgot. Like y'all really must have forgot, man. Uh, uh, what the uh, what Mellow does, but um. Moving right along, uh, the Rich Paul rule, man. The short-lived Rich Paul rule uh, as we're recording now because it's no longer in effect. But I know you probably had an opinion about that. How, how, how did you feel? I didn't – I mean, I, didn't, I honestly didn't have too much of an opinion of it. Um, I respect the fact that a degree is needed to do certain things. I'm not quite sure of the role of an agent, so I'm not quite sure why will folks right. all of a sudden make that rule besides, you know, right. the dialogue around, you know, LeBron's guy, so right. uh, Rich Paul. So I don't know. I, I didn't – I mean, I didn't really dive into it to the sense to really develop a full opinion. I'm never going to be mad at us asking for credentials in certain spaces, but I'm always going to feel some type of way when people look to discriminate against a certain people. Right. So that I'm never going to be for. Right. So uh, if the intention behind it was truly that, you know, I'm definitely not for that. Never right. will be. But I, I just, I didn't understand it. Where did it come from? Why? I don't think, why? And I think, that, I think that's I why it was it. short-lived. Yeah. I don't think anybody who, who, who really wrapped their head around it and think about, uh, thought about it could understand it. I mean, it. To, to be an agent is certain level of requirements and certain Absolutely. certifications Absolutely. you have to attain. So I don't know what taking, you know, four credits of uh, right. this. And, and especially in the world of agents. Eight credits of that. <laughs> it, it seems like it's more of a who you know than what you know. Oh, it's definitely more of a who you know, right? And 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 how absolutely, the absolutely. Yeah, and how the um the different industries uh coexist or coincide, so to speak. You know what I mean? How a soda company or a Gatorade company would come to how I I got a guy over here. I got a guy over here. This right. is my guy. Come check out my guy. You know what I mean? Like when you used to watch movies growing up and everybody had a guy, I feel like the sports agents, the sports agent world is more of that than X's and O's or, or, or you know, black and white as far as papers and contracts being written up. You know what I mean? I would agree. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. But I do, while we're on the subject of it, I do want to, because um, I don't think it gets talked about enough, at least for me, um, because I know growing up uh, in, the, in the age where uh, sports really got under the microscope, where football, basketball, just the sports that we know and love, that we that we grow up playing, really became popular. Um, and with those sports becoming popular, is the people who who played those sports, and with the people who played those sports, were the was the company that they kept. And I always thought it was a. Uh, they always talked about a posse, a posse, a clique. It's these guys. They always talked to some of our, our favorite players, and the people who they grew up with. They used to keep them around, and um, uh, uh, sometimes when you got Sometimes when they got in uh, off off court, off field trouble, or what have you, just 
something that wasn't basketball, they will always allude to this, well, it's the posse, well, it's the company they keep. I just really want to give a big kudos or a big, um, just recognize what LeBron did, man, because I feel like early early on they tried that with LeBron. Early on, even before he even got to the league with the uh, the Hummer incident, just a couple incidents and things that they that he had, uh, the jerseys, knowing people in the Mitchell and Ness, they gave him jerseys, and they tried to sit him down in high school, and they tried to build that narrative of the company LeBron kept, and LeBron won up them, man. Like, he sent, because if you remember early in his career, Maverick and Rich Paul are, and I wish I could uh, bring, bring my YouTube up, but Maverick and Rich Paul are in a State Farm commercial when LeBron first they all sitting out there. LeBron's car gets in an accident. They all sitting out there. It's, Ma it's Rich Paul. It's Rich Paul and Maverick and them. It's like it's LeBron's friends or whatever. He, he sent them the business. I don't know if he sent them. I, I know a plan was made for them to go to business school, for them to learn this game, for them to be who. That, that's not a uh, because I'm LeBron's guy. I really don't like that. Yeah, that's LeBron's guys and whatever, but. I don't like the way that you know, and you know, there's a negative connotation around it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? All those just as if LeBron, because LeBron is LeBron, they just he just waved the wand and they got the jobs that they got. Nah, that was a plan. I remember, I remember it being uh, hearing LeBron talk about it in interviews um, uh, of sending his friends to business school and and building something, building something that was bigger than basketball, building something that was bigger than Akron, building something that was bigger than himself. I always remember him at a young age talking about doing that. And now that we see it come to fruition, I just want to take my hat off to him for sticking to that plan, keeping to that plan. Not only that, but, but showing a, laying a blueprint and example for other people to do the same, that I hope that they're doing the same with the friends that they grew up with, that they're not just going out and partying with these guys, that they're not just going out and spending money with these guys, but that they're actually coming up with formidable business plans. Some other, another person that did that I've seen on uh, Inside Stuff was Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett with the uh, OBF uh, or OFB, which was a, a what was it, a official, oh no, OBF, official block fam. Way back in the day was his guys that he I never grew up knew with. That. Yeah, that he grew up with. They had like a, a clothing line. Of course, it wasn't as popular as, you know, clothing lines that, of clothes that we wear today or whatever, but he was trying to do that same thing, man. So I just want to give a kudos to guys who are doing things like that, um, putting their friends on, really putting their friends on and making them millionaires and, and making them people out here, heavy hitters, names out here. In the industry, in the entertainment world, it's uh, crazy, man. I agree with you 100%. I think that's something that we got to give this generation of athletes a lot of credit for. Yeah, yeah. And then another thing, too, is while I'm on the air, uh, and we're going to keep it moving, too, um, but I want to give a huge shout-out to AI. AI is one of my favorite old heads to see just grow and mature into an old head. Like, you don't hear his name in any kind of BS. You don't hear him doing any kind of... And, and every time I see him, even though granted it's on Instagram and, and things like that, but every time I see AI, he always big up in the youth. He always big up in the people that's older than him, the greats that he learned from. He's like a real bridge. AI's really, I know before it, would look, it looked like it was a lot of responsibility, him just being that guy in the league that everybody was being, wanted to be like. But it's like he's really embracing being that bridge between the younger generation of the kids that's out now and the older generation of people that was out before him. I don't know if you've noticed uh, AI being I that, mean, you probably know it's a little more than me. I've been a little tied up yeah, lately. Yeah, absolutely, but, uh, absolutely. I mean, AI is always one of my favorite players of all time. So Yeah. You know I mean? Know. Just speaking to, you know, because he was one of those guys that got hammered for his posse or the friends or the company that he kept. Right. Um, but just to see him mature uh, in his older years and just to be an elder statesman of the league and just basketball in general uh, worldwide is uh, good to see. But, um. 
I think that's all we got. Only thing, other thing I had for basketball was a lackluster Team USA. I don't know if you've been chiming in or looking at it. But yeah, I don't. I seen they they haven't lost a game. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't know why they I, they're not they they don't have the superstar power. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But I think it's enough all stars and all star level talent that it should be no excuse. Do you think the rest of the world is, has has? Well, I know. I mean, nah, that's not even a question. You're playing Tatum. You're playing uh, Kimball Walker. You're playing. Um, Donovan Mitchell, yeah. you're playing uh, Middleton. But we you got know, these guys are supposed to be all stars. But we got the. But like you were saying earlier, uh, when we were speaking about the Greek Freak uh, and the NBA's effort to go global and worldwide, you got a lot of these players who play in the NBA who are global players. Yeah, but most of the big teams. time players aren't playing. So it's not it's no it's so, no team who has so the is level world of, basketball is FIBA basketball is the excitement of it is that becoming a thing of the past? I don't I I just think that where we are right. As a NBA, of course, the NBA is always going to be at the top of the food chain, right? And then you know it's always about more the Olympics than than FIBA, right? right. So we're in the off year. Twenty twenty is the big year for the Olympics. So True. when you're looking at the importance of this season coming up, you know a lot of these guys can't afford to be right, right, doing anything right, but right. getting ready for the season, right? You know, if you're Ben Simmons, I don't, don't want Ben Simmons playing in this slot. You kidding me? Him. Australia, who? I don't blame him. Come on. We got to focus on the season. So and if anybody was to ask why, all you got to do is show I mean, that video of Paul George, man. You know, uh, Donovan Mitchell's young. He could do both. Jason yeah. Tatum, Jalen Brown, it might do something for their confidence. Chris Middleton, same thing. You know, but when you're looking at like, even maybe even put Kimball Walk in that category. But, um, you know, you're looking at superstars, guys like Anthony Davis and, you know, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. These guys got to win a championship this year. Right. They can't be rolling their ankle. They can't be rolling their ankle. Hey, look, it right. is what it is. Nobody really trying to hear that. Right. Hey, nobody heard it. Wanted to listen to it last year with the Warriors. Right. Four 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 podcast. We still here, man. That's the basketball preseason, man. Um, when we post this, uh, I'm going to definitely make an uh, Instagram page. Definitely places for y'all um to chime in, man. To have group discussions to bring some of you guys' ideas and your uh, subjects to the show. Um. But it's definitely gonna be heavy basketball, man. As we as we look forward to a heavy basketball season, um, NFL is upon us, Eagles is upon us, man. Uh, we're one year, one season removed from a Super Bowl championship. Uh, we loaded up uh, for the most part in the in the off season um, at running back, uh, a couple defensive positions, uh, a defensive line. Um, I'm optimistic. Um, I'm not a big X's and O's football guy as I am a uh, basketball guy, but I do have opinions. I do know the game. And I'm looking forward to Eagles football, man. Um, I think we should be winning the NFC East, for one, especially with Zeke holding out. We don't know what Zeke is doing. I mean, it, um, I don't care if Zeke is there or not. I look, We're the best team in the NFC East, in my opinion. I, I will say that every year, but on paper, it's looking that way. Um on and off paper this year. Uh, our quarterback is here. We have our quarterback, his first full uh, training camp, no injuries. Um, uh, I'm just uh, as optimistic as you are about the Sixers. I'm very optimistic about the Eagles in the same way, man. Um, yeah. We just, had a, we just had a good preseason I just think game. they're in a tougher conference yeah. when you're looking at the teams they face. You know, I think, um, I mean, I see the Eagles hopefully 10-6, and 11-5. Yeah, yeah. Um, NFC Championship hopefully, right? But it's tough just to say that they're going to beat Tough St. Louis team, um, going to be pretty good this year. Because um, if you need luck in the NBA playoffs, boy, this it ain't you don't even get a series in football. Right. You don't even get a series. Not only that, but another thing I don't like about football, the division winner is gets the automatic bid. 
So the division winner can be sure. nine and seven, and the wild card right. guy could have be eleven wins. Right. And, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, so winning division is important. But then also look at you know you look. I talked about the Rams, but then also look at what happened to the Saints last year. True. You know they're coming back with a vengeance. Drew Brees right. probably viewed this as pretty much his last opportunity yeah. to go out. So it's not. It's just I think that when you look at the star power in the NFC. And what the Eagles will have to go through compared to the star power in the Eastern Conference, and what right. the Sixers will have to go right. through, you know, the path to the promised land, you know, I feel like is a little more feasible for the Sixers this season coming up right. than it is for the Eagles. But I do understand the talent level that the Eagles have is a very, talent. very, very Big talented talent. team. Big time, it's, Big time talented. It's just team. that in football, for one, it's a game with injuries built in, so Absolutely. you don't know who is going to hit. Yep. You don't know who is going to hit. You don't know when. I mean, no matter hit. the talent, right? If if something happens, the wins. Yeah, right. we're not taking this backup quarterback thing serious. That was me knocking on wood. Yeah, you got to take this backup quarterback thing serious. Yeah. You know, if this is an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, the truth is there's no reason you shouldn't be talking to Kaepernick. No reason. You can't roll the dice. Say, you can't. Why can't you roll the dice? You right. may not never strike, strike, get the opportunity to strike like this again. You never know. Yeah, I thought we see that happen. Though, yeah, man, me too. You know. Um, but, yeah, man, Eagles football is crazy. You got Zeke and Melvin Gordon holding out. These running backs, this fo- football in general, man, when, when you, when you, when you won, see your counterparts, because you know these guys, all of these guys, these big guys, these big money guys, not even big money guys, but all of these, co- these athletes, they're all, they're all a part of a fraternity, right? You got, you, you got, you got uh, uh, the NBA, of course, you have the basketball fraternity. You have the NFL, which is a football fraternity. But then you just have this. We are uh, athletes, period, professional athletes fraternity, you know? So, you know, they talk, you know, they, uh, they fraternize, all of this. I say all this to say, when you're looking at some of your homies, um, some of your friends in this wild, wild NBA free agency that we just had, and you see everybody getting paid, you see people like Al Horford getting paid, you know what I'm saying? And then you flip it over to the NFL, and it's like, damn, damn. Like, you would think the way that we just explained the Eastern Conference and the NFC East, the way that we so, so easily um, interchange uh, uh, conversations, debates, arguments in football and basketball, why, when it comes to the money, is, that, is it not the same case? I, we, I mean, we know why, but it's like, damn, man. Like, I mean, I think the, the, the basic mathematic answer is the number of players. Right. Um, but then when you also look at the salary cap, the salary cap rules in collaboration with the uh, the collection and bargaining agreements, you know one 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 organization clearly has a better players union than the other. Right. You can't argue that at all. At all. Um, especially when you compare the three major sports and the flexibility that's given to two sports compared to one. Right. I mean, look at the position that the Dallas Cowboys are in right now. Right. Right. They literally, you know, can't go over the salary cap. Right. To sign the people that they want to sign. So, you know, it's a it's a um, collective bargaining thing to me, you know, that, again, the basic players, the money will never match, right? You're right. talking about 53, 52 players compared to, you know, 15, 18-man roster. So right. that part is one thing. But then, again, outside of that, you know, you look at, the rules and the guidelines and the collective bargaining side, you know, that's that's the primary, that's the primary issue, and and that is what would have to change in order to see a change in wages, and that's the politician in me right there. Right. I see him, and, and and I might be going out on the limb, and I don't mind going out on the limb. I can go out on this limb, on this ledge by myself. But I think that 
is there is a certain um hierarchy built into football through race. I think as long as you keep calling them black quarterbacks or the black quarterback to this quarterback. Obviously, the quarterback is the class position in football. Without a doubt, unequivocally, the way that this game gets explained. Um, as long as those players are, one, the highest paid as they are, and two, are the color that they are, I don't think you see a change in collective bargaining. Because I think the reason why the collective bargaining and, and the reason why it's negotiated the way it's negotiated in the NBA is because the best players are black. The LeBron James, the Chris Pauls, the people of there, they're going to fight tooth and nail. They'll still sit out. They'll, they'll take a lockout. As long as the Tom Brady's and the Drew Breeses of the world are the quarterbacks and are the class of the league and are handsomely paid, I don't think that they, go in the, I don't think that they fight for their counterparts like LeBron James fights for his. A lot of that collective bargaining agreement that LeBron and them be doing, it ain't really for them. It's for players, maybe a tier below, maybe a tier below it, a low that, make sure everybody's getting paid. A LeBron is going to get paid. A CP3 is going to get paid. A lot of that arguing that they be doing is for, I mean, a lot of the fighting that they be doing is for the other players to make sure that they're taken care of too. Am I correct in saying that? I would agree um, 100%. So, That's what it means to... To do collectively, collectively bargain, absolutely. That's what that's by so, definition. Sure. So I would agree a hundred percent with you on that side. I, I don't. I don't know about. I think the players. I don't know if I agree with the players. Would need to change. I think your logic makes sense. I think what needs to change is the ownership right. and the mindset of the ownership. Um, maybe the players can change and force the hand. Right. That is another path. Right. Right to the same same you know um, same end. Right? right. Trying to get to the same goal. But I think that I will go through the pathway of ownership, um, right. which brings the question, do you like the move Jay-Z, Jay-Z made? I, I don't, but here's where I stand on the, on the move that Jay-Z made. And I'm very opinionated about this. I've been in heated debates about this. I think that um, the, 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 the waters were, were, were muddled about what cap was actually fighting for. I don't think it's really clear. I think you have a civil rights issue bundled up in a labor dispute. Um, and I don't think that both can coexist. I think you're either fighting for a labor dispute or you're fighting for civil rights. It's not both. You can't do both. You so can't do both. So at... I was I would say and I was upset with Cap when he took because when you take the money with the money comes the hush comes the hush comes the shut your mouth comes the you can't talk about this comes the not a mission of guilt I being a uh, one for civil rights wanted and I can't ask for this I wanted Cap to say F the money stay broke forever and fight for the civil rights let them text messages and stuff come out so that we can see a lot of times when us as black people get into these civil rights or what seems to be racial injustices, they, all, they always wrap it up in some kind of money case too. And you can't fight both. 
I believe that's why when you get, and I'll just take it into another part, that's why you normally get a criminal case and a civil case. The criminal case really judges right or wrong, and then the civil case judges compensation. I may be, I'm not a lawyer, but I know that a lot of cases, when you look at cases, famous cases that get tried twice, or when they have two trials, that's what it normally is. It's a criminal case to see right or wrong, and then there's a civil case to see who owes what for said right or wrong, however that chops out. When we get these civil rights cases throughout history, it's always bundled up with some kind of, do you want the money or do you want to be right? And you know in the position that we in as black people, we taking the money. We need the money. So I would say that Cap set the precedent for this. Am I, am I riding with the Jay-Z move? No. But I also wasn't riding with Cap taking money and not letting them text messages coming out and fighting that case all the way through. So I think Cap, within taking the money, you set the precedence for other people to take money for this. Uh, hey, Cap kneeled and took money. I'm going to work with the NFL and do the music and take money. Who knows what the next person that, hey, man, under the guise of civil rights with the NFL, I'm working with the NFL for black people uh, on the jerseys. I'm going to make a Black History Month jersey now, and I'm going to get paid for that. Uh, I'm going to make um, this, that. You know what I'm saying? It's all a money grab now to me. That's what it is. Like. So I think... I think two things about it. I, first of all, I think you hit it right on the nose with the Kaepernick situation. I think once Kaepernick settled. Right. That's, that's, that's what the word is. Settled. That's settled. What that's once what he settled. Yep. Right. His non-disclosure deal. Right. Right. We don't know what he settled and for. we never will. And we never will. That ended this whole merge between a labor dispute slash legal dispute and a civil rights movement. Yep. You can continue to be the face of a movement in the face of what it means to sacrifice. I have no problem with that. Right. But once you settled and took money, you set a precedent yep. for other yep. people, for, for sure. So I think, I, from what I know what happened, Jay-Z called them. There was a dialogue between right. them i don't know if it went good or not but i mean according to jamel hill and i have the well, article I, I could put that in whatever I according to, it. yeah well it i mean but that's a, that's all that's, that's, that's all you, but yeah. that's what you're expected to do is to give the courtesy call right and i think after the courtesy call the question then becomes your perception of jay-z's intentions right so if you perceive jay-z to be a a person who has not good intentions, then you're going to perceive this to be a move as uh, being a sellout, which is like almost laughable. Maybe right. I don't know if sellout is the exact word to call a guy who's basically a billionaire. Right. But if you believe he has good intentions, then you're going to think that he's doing it in a way to benefit the greater goods. Maybe social justice. Maybe black folks. Maybe right. artists. Who knows? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Or there's choice C, and that's his intentions don't matter because he working with the NFL, and we know their intentions. How black and how much justice can this be in this vehicle? I mean, who knows? We, that's what we, I'm saying. I mean, we might be shocked and see a side of the NFL that we've never seen before, and who knows? It might be all perception stuff with no substance. Right. But perceptions, perception stuff. Once you do things to change people's perception, do you change how they view and how they think about stuff? Right. So who knows? I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. I think based on Jay-Z's track record, 
you have to wait to see. Time yeah. tells every story. Right. We'll see if it was a good move or not. And who knows? It could be like when he was running Def Jam. Yeah. How long did that last? Not long at all. So, you know, it could be like that or it can be like any other other adventures that he's been a part of. But I, I do think that the person who, who kind of set the table for it is Kaepernick. Yeah. And, um, you know, if it, it is what it is. I, I really yeah. don't think it's worth the conversation that it's getting um, primarily because – you know, when the whole boycott NFL thing was going on, I wasn't really watching that much football anyway. I was right. running for city council. Right. So there wasn't too much of that. It was basketball and, and, and that was it. So, I, I, you know, that whole, that was that was my real focus right there. Um, I don't know if I'm in the boycott NFL phase of things. I, I don't, you know, do I think Kaepernick should be in the league? I do, based on talent. Yeah. But again, I don't know what's in a non-disclosure settlement. What, I, I, I can't say. I don't know. So, um, Damn, I I ain't never see, and that's yeah. What they might have put? I'm just saying. Knows, I'm just right. I'm just thinking. You just made a light bulb go off my head. They probably could have put, and you never play. If I give you this money, you never playing in the NFL again in the non disclosure settlement. I'm just, I don't know. Who knows what's in the non disclosure settlement? That's, so and that's uh, the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And you know what was done to him was wrong. We know that. We know that. But we got to do something about it so it doesn't happen to the next person. Right. And I think that's kind of where I do agree with Jay-Z, you know. And, and, and this idea of highlighting um, the issues of gun violence across the board. Right. Now, that's a whole other conversation we wanted to get into. Yeah. But you get where I'm going. I do get where you're going. I do get where you're going, man. Um, around the league, man, uh, what we got going on around the uh, NBA? Uh, oh, before uh, that. Uh, Antonio Brown, I don't know if you've been chiming in. I've been, um... With the helmet? Yeah, the helmet. Just overall, I guess, just as, uh, his shenanigans, um, I don't know, man. Thoughts? He's on my, he's on my fantasy team, so I'm with it. I'm with, I'm with the uh, shits. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I've never been a football guy. I can, I, I just, the one thing I do question about it is, why are other players complaining about it, too? Right. You know, it's not an adjustment that only you have to make. Right. So, like, you know, for me, if I'm a player, I would try to organize other people who might have a similar issue so I can communicate the fact that this, this isn't an isolated situation. Right. That's what my instincts say. Right. Otherwise, you know, I'm a little shaky with him. Right. Was Was Wentz worth the money? Yes. I agree, too. A lot of people, a lot of people. Um, what choice do you just, have? Were you trying to get what, another and that's one? What I'm, and that's what I'm about. And that's. That's my, um, that's my, because uh, a lot of people were uh, were mad, not to uh, get off subject, it, it makes sense, but a lot of people were mad that we didn't sign Jimmy Butler back and gave Ben Simmons the money, but it's like, we didn't choose, or they were mad that we didn't sign, We they were making it seem like we chose Tobias over Jimmy Butler, and that's not the case at all. We chose um, Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler. I think Tobias, with his age and where he was at, we were going to we were always going to keep him. I think Jimmy Butler was the question. Do we pay Jimmy Butler now and not have it for Ben later on? Or you know what I mean? But it's the same thing. Uh, uh, it's basically what. Well, basically what I was saying was the moves that we made in the mid that the Sixers made in the mid season kind of locked us in, or not locked us in, but gave us. It's only a certain. It's only certain things that we could do in this free agency. It was only certain things we were gonna do. We weren't in the sweepstakes of players like everybody else was. We kind of jumped in that early, got a look at two of the guys that were in there and had first picks and first divs at them. 
knew we were going to take one of them and had the finagle, and that's how we got Al Horford. That's what I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? Right. We kind of put ourselves in the position already having Jimmy Butler and Tobias on our team. Um, we we kind of knew where we were going with the team. Um, same thing with the Carson Wentz thing, because a lot of people were saying that we should have signed Nick Foles, and I'm like, no. In what world? Like in what world? Like Nick Nick Foles was the one that won the championship. Nick Foles. Oh wait, oh oh oh. Did you forget about the whole season leading up to when Carson Wentz was like right. clear cut MVP of the league? And then on top of that, just knowing that Nick Foles started the season last season. Nick Foles didn't play any. He started the season and he finished the season. He didn't play all the way through. Why was that? He got the ball yanked from him. And Carson Wentz went in prematurely. So it's like we've been made our decision. Right. I say all that to say we've been, and a lot of when we're looking at these things, it's fun to be in the free agent conversations. It's fun to think of what if or we should sign this person. But if you're really a Philly sports fan and you've really been paying attention, we've been made our decisions. Absolutely. No question about <laughs> like, yes. And that's what I was saying. I, I said all that to say that. Um, yeah. On both sides. On both sides. On both yeah, sides. It's, 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 that's all I was saying. Yeah. Um, as we just hit the hour mark, uh, just wrapping up, um, any final thoughts uh, this week? Anything you're looking forward to sports-wise? Um, I do want to uh, 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 throw out um, I, uh, uh, ITCW Basketball Camp Week 2 is coming up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, excited week. about that. That's yeah. what I was actually going to say. Okay. Um, that, And I'm going to watch the USA team too because cool. cool. I'll, I'll be curious to see how they do. But, yeah, camp coming up next week. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, two weeks this year. We already have 90 children signed up. Uh, we just ordered the uniforms today. Can't wait. It's my favorite time of the year. Favorite so time of the year. It's, it's so dope. And um, just to watch our own young people grow up and to be able to participate and take advantage and their games grow summer by summer. You know, the pitchers are becoming legacy pitchers. So right. it's amazing. It's dope. Right. Uh, we're going to have a great week. Got great speakers coming. Um, we got this new thing this year where we got um, areas of development. You know, so every day when you pick an area of development and every day you spend an hour in that area, 20 minutes in the morning, you know, 20 minutes before lunch and 20 minutes before you leave. And if we can just get the young people to develop that habit, um, it starts with basketball, but then it moves on to maybe coding or reading or mathematics. Absolutely. Just to be able to have that discipline, Absolutely. to be able to work on something on a consistent basis and see yourself start off at phase A and end up at phase Z. Yep. That's the goal. Um, yep. And, you know, we always want to use basketball to teach life lessons. Absolutely. And so um, I'm excited. Can't wait. We got, you know, going to have over 100 children, again, giving out book bags and school supplies. Nice. If anybody want to donate, you know, school supplies, things of that capacity, we'll make sure the children get them. I mean, so we out here, man. 444 Podcast, Episode 1. We'll holler at you guys next week with the updates. Uptown Tone here with the councilman signing off.